Let's do this raw. Three, two. Eleven o'clock architects. One. <laughs> David. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Settle down. I know. I'm all giddy because I'm with you guys. Three. Right. Three and two and one. Eleven o'clock comics, episode 138. <laughs> I was smiling. It's a yeah, rare. No, I, I think I think personally I think that we should rename the show uh eleven o'clock comics and referred to the four of us as the inventors of radio. I wanna be Marconi. Hey, it's the intro music. Figure get it out of our system. Or Tesla. I said it that's Marconi Tesla let the witch hunt begin. Tesla invented breathing. You see, you think Gene Simmons is going to die that shit. Oh, Lordy. What a day. Lordy, Lordy. Chris will understand this. We, we got a, a doc file from our new corporate overlords, and they told us to make a book in two weeks. <laughs> and, and, and and we couldn't use any of our templates. We couldn't use any of our standard layout. We had to design a book from the ground up in two years. With pictures right. with everything. With pictures with everything. Uh, hey, everybody. No, we still got time to burn. <laughs> what are you playing? And it got a disease? No. Oh, I went through like three songs before I found a good one for this, this intro. All right. Yeah. Okay. You want to hear something fucked up? Oh, yeah. Mr. Neesman, the, the all-time greatest fog hat fan, <laughs> he was on Twitter like last week, and he said something, and he... And, and he, and he, and he <laughs> oh, I misspelled the eyes. Yeah. He <laughs> tweets fog hat, and he types fog space hat. <laughs> uh, and then Patrick called him out on it. Yeah. Well, Patrick <laughs> would. Uh-huh. I right. like the fog hat. Nice. <laughs> you know, I got a dead animal in my wall. So, oh, no. us too. Yeah. You too? Us, yes. Uh, yeah, but can you change? I can, we we started smelling it today, and then I I zeroed it right before we started recording. I zeroed in. It's right. I think it's probably a critter that crawled in through one of the uh, like in our boiler room, which is in the basement, oh. yeah, like through one of the um, because we could smell it like right in the corner, which would be like right where it might have like crawled in and died, like yeah, in two pieces of cinder block. So I I gotta. I mean. I got to get someone, or I got to like, I guess, rip the wall apart, try and get it out of there. I got lucky; it was in our chimney. Oh, that and you are lucky. You know what? If you don't get it out quick, you know. Well, now you won't get them now, but we did because it happened to us about three weeks ago. You get those big fucking black flies. Oh yeah, well, that's you, why. I mean, yeah, yeah. I once it's Santa a fucking pissed off Santa Claus too. Yeah, yeah. Cr- fly up his ass. So we had to get rid of that shit pronto. Yeah, no, it, but it, it was yeah. nasty. How about yep. that? See, yeah. we're still in the back seat, Jason. You see that? You got all jealous today when Those I was choosing up, <laughs> up David. You know it. Well, yeah. Hey, everybody! Song for sorry for the long intro. Sorry, but this is eleven o'clock me. comics. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and and I am I am Vince B, the man who doesn't care. I'm the one who doesn't care out of the four. I know you're the one that you've level-headed, not getting riled up. We're I just don't care. I'm sorry. But I'm, I, you know what? I was thinking. I love yeah, the fact you get that fired up sometimes. 
Oh, of course I do. But I was in thinking fact, very similar vein, if I recall. A very similar vein. But I, I was very happy. I felt it was a warm and fuzzy feeling, knowing you guys do still care. Oh, there you go. No, especially you. You wrote that article. It was great, and I was thinking, all right, Jason cares, but, but I don't. I care for you. As a person, but not not about you know me. It's you side, baby. It's all about I know. the holidays. So let's do this. Hey, you're sounding better, and I'm Vince right. B. Like I said, yes, you are Vince, and, and I'm Christopher Neesman. and and I care, but not too much. You care a little too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do, but yeah. not too much. No, no. It's it's kind of kind of or gentler. I care about boobies and cooter. That's right, cooter. Because he's <laughs> oh, yeah. extreme class. I'm David Price, and Vince introduced me with cooter. That's awesome. Yes. Yes, and, I and of know. course, I am the incomparable Frank Lloyd Wright. <laughs> oh, <laughs> look at you! That's on first. Come on, uh, amazing! No, you're man. you're not Frank Lloyd Wright. Although, if you were, I think my sister-in-law would give you a knob job. You <laughs> are Jason Wood, everybody. Speaking of Cooter, guess who's my friend on the Facebook? Who? Jim Ballant. Oh yes. <laughs> You know, Jason, yes, I, I, I have never taken the Frank Lloyd Wright architectural tours here in Chicago, and there's gazillions of of Wright buildings and houses oh, yeah. and all that stuff, and I've never never taken the time to go on one of the tours. Well, one of these days. You? One of these days. He, he did good stuff. Oh, and my, my sister-in-law is an architect, so you'd, be all, you'd, you'd be all stinky. By the time she oh, got done, nice. I'm, I'm picturing it right now. My my, my room is all stinky right now from yeah. dead animals. I, I used to I used to live right next to, uh, or actually right down the street from the building that was the uh, the last commissioned work of Louis Sullivan. Oh, really? Yeah, which is kind of cool. It's a neat little building. Yeah, yeah. So there. So what's Culture. up, brothers? Culture. It's another week, another episode. What do we got? Yeah. A little late, but yeah. Yeah, a little late. It's David. all right. I, uh, it's the holidays. Shit happens, man. It's all it right. is the holidays. Ho, ho, ho. In the spirit of that, I'm, I'm, first of all, I'm very sad that David that David didn't join us. He pussied out. But but uh, in spite <laughs> of David's absence, uh, I did have a little Yuletide get-together with some of our uh, friends from the community. Uh, I had dinner with um, at uh, actually at Virgil's, which you boys will recall fondly from our New York Comic Con experience. Hell yeah. Is that all you people eat in New York is fucking barbecue? No, 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 we eat real pizza too. But yeah, the kind you can hold. Fun time, and we could get a table there. But anyway, it was it was it. Uh, I was joined by uh, Alan, New Mutant. Yep. Uh, yeah. Dar- Mr. Daryl Taylor, who hosts many a podcast. Uh, Gabe, who's a co-host of his on a few of his shows, and uh, David's uh, original co-host, uh, Ian Levenstein. Oh, look at you! Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about so, that? Well, we had an you- atheist, a Jew, and a couple Christians, and. We yeah. celebrated uh, the Yuletide. It was fun. And a, and a crazy man. I'm not going to say which one was the crazy man. Yeah, yeah. it was good. It was so you good. could pick. A lot of, you know. <laughs> what did you eat? Oh, don't talk about Alan that way. No. What did you eat? <laughs> He's not going to oh, tell us. Oh, did we lose him? No. Oh, we may have lost him. Oh, Where is he? Un, un, unheard of. It's so Where early in the episode. It's yes. Muted. Well, I tell you what. No, you... we lost him. Okay, I was going to say you can tell the fine people about DCBS yes, be- while, while he's coming back. Jason's absence is brought to you by Discount <laughs> Comic Book Service. That's dcbservice.com, where you can find a plethora, a cornucopia of comics at huge discounts, amazing discounts, 35 to 75% off. It's unheard of. This month, 
If you think the price of three ninety nine comics got you down, they are heavily discounting two ninety nine comics this month. Did you notice that? There's a shitload of two ninety nine comics mm-hmm. that have been yeah. bumped up to like four ninety forty five percent discount. I think some of them fifty. Right? Sweetness. Great stuff. Okay. I didn't just yeah. care because it's not like the twenty fifth of the month, so I haven't put my order in yet. You're always late, though. I am. I yeah, am. I did mine zippity quick. But the baby ain't mine. It's not. The rabbit done died. So, if you are looking for cheap comics and who isn't who listens to this show, check them out. Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. In addition to a uh, nice array of Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, Image, and every other comic publisher in that their catalog, you can get picture box books. If an oof, they have it. And I think it's like 30% off. I didn't get 30% off. In fact, I probably paid 200% for that book. But, yeah, you can get it at a huge discount. You ordered that like five years ago. No, like over a year. But I got an original color drawing with mine from Brian uh-huh. Chippendale, so that was worth the wait. Um, and they have some nice Ditko books, and they are the best. And the best, the best in the business. Discount Comic Service, DCBService.com. Let's get Jason back. Parker, Parker agrees. Parker, hush. Why don't you do the roll call while we're waiting for our boy? All right. Well, Parker, what are you drinking tonight? Oof. Live. <laughs> he got he, cut off. Par- Par- Parker is drinking uh, con- cognac and uh, mango juice. The dog? No, that's what I'm having. Oh, that's dangerous for a, a pit bull to be mm. drinking that stuff. Parker, hush. Oh, crap. We did we- first. We've decided. We've decided that uh, yeah, I'm mixing up. We've decided that he's more American bulldog than pit bull. So okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna mute. I'm gonna mute it. Um, um, Mr. B, what are you? What are you sipping on? I am drinking. It should be a good episode. Arrogant bastard ale. Oh, that's yummy stuff. Yeah, that we is. We lost right. Jason again. I I had like wow. Four of those while I was watching the uh, the Bears squeak one out against uh, Detroit last week. They had four of the out. big ones. No, no, just just pints. Four. Pints. Oh, I say you have a problem if you could drink four of those well, big I mean, ones. We all we all know I have a problem, but yeah, that that was <laughs> yeah. uh, the the place that we <laughs> place that we watched the uh, Bears games. It's called the Piggery, and they have a uh, arrogant bastard on tap. It's delicious, it's, isn't it? Oh, it's really good. I yeah. love it. And anything called arrogant bastard is fine by I'm me. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, man. Um, pick up their sublimely self-righteous ale. It is it is yummy, yummy. You know what? If I could find it, I would. I mean, Pennsylvania. Come on, we're in. I'm in the sticks. Oh, so I, I I get what I, I take what I can get. I'm I'm concerned. Jason's been dropping off like crazy. It's having some issues. Yeah. About, uh, well, Mr. Price. Um, while we're oh, Jason is calling me. Oh, Jesus. Oh, well, he oh can't yeah, he's do calling that. me too. He's trying to conference call. He Jason, can't do you silly that. I'm gonna decline, you silly guy. Uh, David, what are you what are you drinking this evening? I have to say a huge thank you huge. to forum member and fellow podcaster Gordo. Oh, Gordo! For sending Such a me, good guy. He sent us two bottles vertically challenged of wine, and uh, <laughs> and and well, aside from the bottles of wine, he also included a. Uh, a piece of artwork that that he drew, which which is is of him, basically as a super. It's a very '80s style, big muscular type drawing, kind of like what would you think Ed McGinnis's um, influences would be. But it's it's great. It's him as 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 male carrier self, and it's it's really cool. He left a little note about how he wanted to draw me a um 
uh, Mr. Monster. Oh, see, I'm battling. sorry. You, you said Gordo. Yeah. I think thought I you said Gobo. That's why I said vertically challenged. Oh. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, I, well, I, think, I believe Gordo's good. cool. No, Gordo's, Gordo's cool. Have you yeah. guys met? <laughs> no, so is Gobo. Gordo's I'm just saying. Cool. Yeah, have you guys met Gordo in person? No, and I want yet. to. I, I I met I met him at the uh, the Emerald City Comic Con, and he was a long time listener of, of Around Comics, and would you know would email the show and and show yeah. you know it's uh, it's tough because you know the works for the works for the post office and show you know his little area at the at the post office he had all decked out with comic book stuff. But yeah, he's he's a, a really really awesome guy. I had so much fun hanging out with him and and. Seattle a few years ago, so it's what love the Gordo. You do get around. Uh, before yeah. before we connect, we'll, we'll, before we connect, Jason, I will I will just say that I am drinking a Napa Valley Holiday Cabernet Sauvignon from. It's the Happy Holidays nice bottle by Flora Springs, and it is uh, it is rather tasty. So between the bottles and uh, and the nice artwork, it uh, it it made my night. So thank you, Gordo. Appreciate it, Gordo. Greatly. Not Gobo. Not Gobo. Not Gobo. Right. I don't think Gobo's going to give up any alcohol to send, so. Here's Jason. Oops. There we go. Well, yeah, a little drunk. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, you're getting trounced. Hi, Jason. Oh, no. No. It's going to be one of those nights, isn't it? Yeah, it's not he's, connected. He's I mean, still, he, he's it's still here, though, but it's not. Yeah. Oh, he's gone again. Exciting, isn't it? Oh my God! Podcast verite. Yep. On the house, man. Heard of? What do you mean? You mean me? <laughs> no, I, <laughs> well, yeah, because of the problems we had during the last one. No, I wouldn't be the one that's killing him. Something on his end, because you two are fine, relatively. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, now we lost Chris. Oh shit! It's just me and you, buddy. Dude, it's both voltage. All over again. <laughs> Listen, kumbaya. Oh shit! Hold me. <laughs> oh, so I've been is... I've been reading Amazing Spider-Man. No, I'm kidding. Um, really? No, actually, I'm I'm still behind. It's it's I'm letting it pile up. Well, That's Spidey cool. also. But... Yeah. I don't know what to do. Let's try and get them again. This is crazy because they're both. I see them on Skype. Yeah, this is this is just crazy balls. This is insane. This never happens. Not crazy with everybody. Eddie. Jesus. I know. What if? What happens if you leave me? <laughs> Don't I'll leave me, David. <laughs> David, please. Leave. Don't leave me. <laughs> oh, I'm begging Dave. you. All right, let me see if I get you back here. I don't think it's me, buddy. I don't either. Yeah, they they, they were implying that. Uh, how did wait? Who's connecting to Chris? This is no f. This is f'd up. Oh, see, I not. Hola, cómo está? Okay, oh. now see, we got a problem. All right, I'm gonna call David because David got bounced. I can't hear you now. Oh, are you serious? Hello. Hang on, buddy. All right. All right, here we oh, all are. Snap. I'm getting a thing that says the call host is using an old version of Skype that can combine calls and IM at the same time. Oh, damn. We don't have an update for the Mac version, I don't think. Let me check Hilarious. for an update. Check no new update. I'm 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 running the latest version here. That's baffling. Yeah, but you sound good though. Well, see, the dog approves. 
Mm-hmm. Christopher, Good. yes, you're there. And David's there, too. Let's just Hi. wing it. Let's just wing it. I'm not going to edit any of that out because this is the kind of stuff that happens when Jeez. you do a, a what are you, podcast. What are, you, what are you drinking, Jason? Uh, I'm drinking, uh, let's see here. Oh, I'm drinking Yingling, Yingling traditional lager. Awesome. You got yeah. that tone in your voice. You're not happy. I'm not happy. I, it's, it's like a couple weeks ago when I don't you, blame I can, I can, you're chopping up. I can hear like every other word. This is not right. No, no, it's That's frustrating. You pay good money for digital cable and, and internet and it should work, right? <laughs> it's not okay. right. What the hell? Uh, all right. So who wants to talk about comedy? Well, now, anybody want to start this off? Let's get this ball rolling. Let's get this. Yeah. Well, real quick, though, before you, you do dive into the comics, I did want to give a shout-out to um, to Sean Pryor and uh, and his partners in Action Lab because, uh-huh. uh, you know, uh, I'm a big fan of the Kickstarter, and we had Steve Bryan on to talk about his Athena Voltaire Kickstarter program. And um, for those that don't know, Sean and uh, Dave Duanch and uh, two other uh, – gentlemen have started a new uh, indie comics company called Action Lab and they are on Kickstarter raising money for their first project called Fracture and I don't know how many days they have left but they have like a month left or something like that give or yeah, take like a few days. days or so yeah yeah so if you if you're not familiar you know you go on a kickstarter.com and you can search for Action Lab and the name of the project I think is Fracture and they have a video and stuff and uh they're giving out a bunch of cool swag if you get involved you know no pressure but just want to make people aware of it in case you are interested in supporting it so um you know just figured I would uh, throw them a little shout out cuz I know they're uh, sort of in the thick of the uh, of of things right now so excellent comic book fans are a picky bunch aren't they a little bit a little, 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 little bit, a little bit. And I say that because uh, we're constantly reminded just how tough it is to adapt a comic book into a different, uh, another type of media. Uh, Walking Dead not, notwithstanding, it's rare that something is produced that goes completely unscathed by the comic fans. I mean, they'll find anything wrong with, with especially... Beloved, web be- right, like beloved works that are brought into, say, television or or film. There's there's uh, always that contingent that'll pick it apart. We're tough people to please. Well, I gotta say, I was extremely pleased over the weekend because I saw a movie that was derived from a comic book that Jason talked about maybe two weeks ago. Oh yeah, um, yes. Uh, nice triple X zombie. <laughs> wouldn't, that, wouldn't that be cool? No, 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 no. Actually, it's uh, Jacques Tardy's uh, Extraordinary Adventures of Adele Blanc Sec. Oh, I, ah, I had nice. the I had the good fortune to see the Luc Besson film. Was Lilu in it? No, unfortunately not. No, but the comic was good. Too very good. I didn't love it. I, I had some problems with it. I thought it was a little slow in Agreed, spots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and there are, um, sections of the narrative that I, they just go nowhere. And mm-hmm. it's, it's a little convoluted in some spots. Yeah. The, the Pazuzu part is much better than the pterodactyl part. Yeah. I'll, I I'll, agree with that. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, but Luke Besson adapted the pterodactyl story. And wisely chose to kick the shit out of all the stuff in the story that didn't work. And he, nice. and he combined the, what's it called? Terror over, uh, Paris, I think yeah, it's called. Mm-hmm. He, com- a, yeah, P. They put P. P right. Terror over. Yeah. He combined the pterodactyl story with a forthcoming 
Tardy story. Uh, Fantagraphics has yet to publish it. It's coming out in the second volume. Mm. And I believe it's called Mummies on Parade. He combined th- those two stories, gave Adele motivation, other than being a sleuth slash, you know, one of the Scooby sleuth. gang. It, uh, they, he kicked, he discarded that whole dual personality with that Edith Rabatois, Rabatoli, that du- dual identity woman and the Albert and Joseph subplot where one double crosses her and he inserts a fraternal twin. Adele has a fraternal twin named Ageth. And as you know, they're, they're the same age. They've grown up together. They're, they're sibling rivals. And one day they just had enough of each other and they started playing tennis and they're they're casually batting the ball back and forth, and the game co- becomes really heated, and they're blasting the ball back and forth, and um, Adele smashing it, and her sister's banging it back, and one one hit stronger than the other, and Adele just has enough, and she lambastes the ball, and it hits her sister in the head. Okay, drops the racket, falls black back in slow motion, but her hat pin or her hairpin, this really long pin with a a flat round end on it comes out of her hair hits the ground spins and lands pin up and skewers her head on the pin and it it turns her into a vegetable she's alive but she she doesn't eat she just she just lays in the bed and that scientist slash alchemist slash necromancer that butor dio the guy the guy that developed the psychic link with the pterodactyl in the original comic, mm-hmm. since he has the ability to raise the dead or or bring dead entities back to life, she goes to Egypt to steal the mummified remains of Pharaoh Ramses II's doctor, who she believes is his doctor. It's a, a man named Pat Moses. So there's this huge Indiana Jones type sequence in the beginning where she's in Egypt and she's, she's trying to get the, the, the doctor's remains and there's the typical traps inside of the pyramids and there's the double crossing guides that try and, you know, take her spoils and she eventually gets out with the mummified remains. So she needs the, uh, Butardo guy to revive the, the Egyptian doctor to save her sister. It makes so much sense. And you don't have that in the comic. You just have this bitchy woman that, that just wants to solve this crime. And, you know, and she's really, really bitchy in the comic, isn't she? Yeah, she's very aloof, right? Like it's, yeah. Yeah, but, and there's some of that in the, in the movie, but she's the, 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 the woman that played her, Louise Bourgeois, Bourgeois, you need to see this woman. I was going to ask you, so they make her you, hot in the movie? Oh, incredibly she's hot. She's not super hot in the movie. No, no, no. You you will fall in love with her the minute you see her. Nice. I have a screen cap Luke that Besson I'm... has a thing for... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I have a screen cap that I'm going to post on the episode 138 thread. Remember the bath scene from the 
first story where she's all tired and she says, I need a bath, and she goes and takes a bath, yeah. they retain that scene. And I'm watching the movie, and it's 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 lighthearted. It's, there's a childlike innocence to the movie, so I'm thinking, okay, I don't know how they rate their films in, in France, but this, I would think, would be the equivalent of a PG, maybe a PG-13 movie. And then she gets in the bathtub, and it's like, bow, bow, they're all out. And you're like, yes! Oh, yeah. yeah, and it's there's 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 no sexual connotations to the scene other than it's a naked woman in the bath. You know, it's not played the sensuality of it's not played up. She's reading a note from that uh, the this that uh, would be suitor that she has in, in the Zoborowski in in the original story. Well, um, the guy that plays him, his name is Nicholas Giroux. When you see the movie, you will be punched in the gut. You will be dumbfounded at how much this guy resembles Andy Jewett. Really? <laughs> yes, he's got he 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 has Andy's eyes, he has his mouth, he has his mannerisms, the way he talks. It's Andy it's somewhat thinner Andy Jewett, but when you see him you're like, "Oh, shit, Andy's in the movie." It looks a lot like him. But anyway, um what was I saying? Oh, she's just reading a note from from this uh, Zoborowski and he's telling her about the pterodactyl and it's just her in the bath reading a note but oh is it hot oh my god you need to see it well you will because I'll put it on the trip I'm saying that's what I'm saying wow um, uh, and it's it's the pterodactyl is animated so brilliantly I he's hitting that I don't know no I think she's married yeah because I, I, I no not to him I did an image search on her because I wanted to see this is not the first time she took off her clothes let's just say no I'm just gonna say <laughs> but, uh, no and the, the pterodactyl it's so well done it, it's a seamless integration of animation and uh, live action but when the when she reanimates the mummy the the doctor she finds well I won't blow it but they go into the museum and animate the Pharaoh and a bunch of other um, Egyptian uh, citizens. So you have all these mummies running around. It's an awesome movie. You got mummies, pterodactyls. There's like alchemy and mysticism in it. The, the scene when uh, Butardo uh, makes the, the psychic bond with the pterodactyl, in the book it's just like you get maybe two panels and you have him like... He's elated because he made the connection. In the movie, he's sitting in a chair, and there's all these ancient um, artifacts spinning around in the air around his head. It's really cool. And the room is shaking, and then you see the egg, and it cracks open, and then you see the eye of the pterodactyl. It's awesome. And there's, I mean, to take, a, a, let's be honest, a, not a great tardy work, but a work from a great comic artist, and make it even better? That takes some doing. I mean, that's tough to do because Tardy can tell a really good story, but I think in this case, Luc Besson told one that was much better. It's it's infinitely more more uh, rewarding than the comic. It's so good. You need to see the extraordinary adventures of Adele Blanc Sec. Jason, I know you're going to love it. Did we lose everybody again? No, I'm here. Okay, Jason. Jason is not speaking. Uh, you were breaking up a little bit. Oh. Okay, but anyway, uh, we'll see where this goes. And uh, it's um, I don't know if it's available legitimately in the states, but I'll be honest, I downloaded Obviously, mine. This was this was subtitled, right? 
the file I downloaded, the hmm. ro- the raw video file was not subtitled, but the person who um, put it up for torrent was nice enough to include a subfile. Oh wow! Okay. File. So if you have VLC, you can load the 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 audio and the video, and then you can load the subtitles file, and uh, they'll play in sync, and it's it's synced up perfectly. It's it's amazing. It's it's funny. It's charming. It's a really witty, smart movie. Um, there are and and I don't know how Besson casts his movies or who he gets to do it for him, but the characters in the movie are really close to the way Tardy depicted them in his comic. They look like Tardy drew them, except for the lead. She doesn't look like very much like Tardy's character because uh, Adele in the comic is not all that pretty, not all that glamorous. But the the scientist, dead on. The inspector, uh, is. it, it looks like Tardy just reached onto the screen and drew the, the, the character. Uh, it, it's amazing. It's really cool. Very good. And guess guess what? There's a character in it named Aziz. Like in the fifth element. Say it again. <laughs> you know how you know how we, we love Aziz in the fifth element? Aziz Light. There's a character in this movie named Aziz. And I was like, ah, oh, neat. Another Aziz. It must be a cousin. <sighs> this I don't like technical difficulties. It's not working out. We, we we lost Chris. Yeah, we did, and Jason's not talking. <laughs> Jason just said me and I am. It says this is a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna soldier on. Oh, it's like, shit. like bullpen Bolton's all over again. It is, but it's fun. I had something cool uh, last week. I wanted to chit chat about. Uh, was like you, you know I I go on and on about it, how lucky we are in Chicago to have some of the comic shops that we do, like, you know, Dark Tower and Challengers and Chicago Comics, and I mean, there's so many great shops here in the area, um, but the the fine folks over at Challengers had Amy Reader in for a signing, uh, a okay. signing and mm-hmm. I got to meet uh, got to meet Amy Reader, and just an absolute doll of a gal just super super sweet very cordial um and as as we know from her work incredibly talented um it, she was there for uh, um uh, batwoman zero signing and got to chit chat with her uh, a little bit she also has some art on uh um on display in the new uh, rogues gallery which uh this is the the debut of the the art gallery that is attached to challengers now so if you want to if you're in the chicago area and you want to see some of Amy's original art on display from Madame Xanadu and some of the Batwoman stuff. You can you can head over there and check it out and even buy some of it. Um, but uh, uh, Batwoman Zero is what I wanted to talk about. Have any of you guys um, picked it up or read it? Yes, Not I have yet. read it. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. How do you like it, Jason? Uh, I th- I thought it was cool the way they they. I mean, obviously, J. Williams' art's amazing, and Amy Reader's quite mm-hmm. good too. So I like the way that they divided up the art chores between. Uh, Kate and and Bat Bat Woman, Bat, Bat Girl, Woman. Bat Woman, Bat Woman, Bat Woman. Um, but uh, you know, and, and keeping in mind it's a zero issue, I thought it very much felt like a zero issue. I mean, it was only yep. sixteen yeah. pages, and um, I, I understand why they did it, but I I loved Elegy so much because it was about her, and Batman really wasn't in it, 
And I know that this is sort of like the time when they're getting all the bat books to be cohesive and reintroducing Batman to the to the world. But I I felt like I was reading a Batman story, and he was sort of recruiting her for Batman Inc. instead of reading a Batwoman story. So I'm hoping that, that the first issue is more like what Elegy was, which is just all about her. You know. Well, I I, th- I think that is the direction. You know, I did talk to Amy about it a little bit, and and I think that's definitely the direction that they're wanting to to go in, and and. This this for a zero issue, you know, for people that haven't read it, um, basically the setup is that um, Bruce is back, and he doesn't really know that much about Batwoman, um, including her actual identity. So it's uh, for for the issue, he's kind of shadowing her and trying to put the pieces together to prove that that um, that Kate Kane is is Batwoman, and. So you have this this interesting story about Batwoman at night, and all of those scenes are drawn by by the awesome J. H. Williams, and then all of the all of the Kate Kane scenes are drawn by Amy Reader, and the way that they divide it up is maybe one page is Amy Reader, and then the next page is J. H. Williams, and then it switches over to where. Their double page spreads where all of Williams' artwork is on top, and then Amy Reader's art is is on the bottom, and then it's then it becomes even more more intertwined as the the spreads, you know, the the pages angle and the art starts to become intertwined, and so you have stuff that Williams is doing is 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 connecting with the stuff that Amy Reader's doing. So um, art. Art-wise, I, I think this is, you know, once it, like most things that J.H. Williams does because of his level of design, this is something that is kind of purely for comics. It, it, it's it's used in the medium so well that you just, you read it and you go, okay, yeah, you, you can only do that and tell a story that way in comics. And that's, uh, I just, uh, one, one double-page spread in particular where, where Kate Kane is, is getting ready to, get mugged and she kind of does this uh, crazy backwards flying kick and it's juxtaposed against a, a scene where Batwoman is is on patrol and, and is and is um, uh, busting up some 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 thugs and so she's doing a flying kick and, and you just you really just have to see the page but it takes both of those scenes which are happening at different times and intertwines them where they're both doing the kind of like this interlocking kick so it's just some some really neat stuff like that but uh um you know i'll agree with jason it felt like a zero issue but it was a zero issue and, and so I think that's that's okay. I'm I'm really looking forward to what they're going to be able to do in the ongoing series, which will be different than this because J.H. Uh, Williams will be doing um, some arcs. They'll they'll be doing alternating arcs basically. Mm-hmm. So it'll be J.H. Williams for four or six issues or however, and then and then Amy Reader will will do the next arc, and they'll they'll flip flop back the, back and forth like that, which is uh, is kind of the plan. Yeah, I, I he, his stuff is so awesome, and oh, God. I mean, yeah. their styles are so. Or, or, it's interesting because he did the same thing with his own artwork in Elegy, right? I mean, he he yeah. changed the art style to, uh, to difference between when she was in costume and not. So it's not an unfamiliar device if people were really fans of the Batwoman arc of Detective, but it's even more 
dramatic to see it done by two different artists. Um, and and yeah. again, I think it only works because uh, Amy Reader is in her own right quite quite talented. You know, so she's not, she's really good. So, and, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and we all know this. You know, David has talked about uh, Madame Xanadu on several occasions. It's that that is a really well designed book in the page layouts, right. and so I think that I think that these two artists working together, while their styles are are different, I think that there's a lot of the same uh, the the same thought process that goes into the into the page layouts and design. So, uh, Batwoman. You know, I'm I'm interested to see what the story is, um, but beyond that, I know it's going to be a pretty visually stunning book. You know, no matter who's who's doing it. So um, it's one it's one of the it's one of the new series coming out next year that I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Who's so up they, next, people? Yeah, Chris just reminded me that I just uh, in the last DCBS shipment was the last issue, the final issue of Madame Xanadu. So mm-hmm. I'm bummed. Oh, yeah. But, uh, I know, I do believe Vince ordered this, so I don't know if he's read it, so I'd rather wait until somebody else has. If, if what would hasn't. that be? It would be the title of a book that I used to always mispronounce because I never knew that, it, in my mind, the C doesn't come before the Y, but it's, it's Halcyon. Oh, yeah, I started it. Yeah, that was my dog's name. Yes, yeah. I do. Yeah, let's hear True. about it. I want to hear about it, David. Well, it was it's... originally supposed to be called the Utopian, right? And they changed it. Was it because? Well, this yeah. is this is. Were they talking about one particular character then? Because the what was the Utopian? See that there isn't anybody. I don't think called. Yeah, I that. think they changed it in the original solicits, like back when they were not when they put it in previous, but when they were pimping it at cons and stuff. It was right. it was called the Utopian, and then I think because of the Plutonian in irredeemable uh, okay. uh they they altered the whole thing and renamed it halcyon yeah this is uh it's it, i i like the sense that uh you get an idea of who everybody is it's it's you know i don't know obviously some of the heroes on on this planet team up they they, they seem to have a headquarters and and they're they're uh i guess they use cisco because they're all wired in so they could have a meeting and uh and everybody's sitting around a table and and on this earth uh their the crime is going way down like no one's even no one's even committing any crimes there's no crimes to stop it's just crimes just drying up the only thing that the heroes are pretty much stopping are like fires and car accidents and things like that there's no bank robberies there's no one trying to take over the world so they have to um they're finding out they're going to figure out why that's happening but you have you have all the uh all the archetypes you have the the batman s character you have uh it's 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 neat it's kind of like a mix you have the superman analog but unlike the authority this time superman is actually superwoman so when she and batman get it on it's it's actually it it it's not uncomfortable for people who find that uncomfortable. Uh, the <laughs> the um, it it's it reminds me quite a bit of Hero Alliance, the old Hero Alliance when Wonder Comics was first publishing it, and and you um, you know if if you're just used to the Avengers or even the Justice League of America, and 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 those are the characters you're familiar with, and and that's yeah. If if we have a lot of of these 
teams made up of similar characters, whether it's the Justice League of America, whether it's Squadron Supreme, whether it's it's the Authority. We, we, we've seen the speedster and the vigilante and 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 the the ultimate godlike character and and this isn't new but it's it's nice seeing a different i i like seeing that's why i like the legion of superheroes it's like you i i like seeing characters with similar powers from other places that just it's a different take on them whether you know someone has a screw loose or it's a different costume or, or their attitude things like that just i i like that idea of it uh, it's written by Mark Guggenheim and uh, and Tara Butters and and Hank and and giggling. I can't I can't hear the word Butters without thinking. Twelve years old. I know, seriously, dude, really. So uh, yeah, art is by uh, Ryan Bodenheim and uh, and oh nice. Mark yeah. the, the art is really nice. It reminds me that speaking of Hero Alliance, it's kind of like a little bit of that early Ron Lim from. Hero Alliance, not really. The, mm-hmm. the 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 line is just is. Didn't Bodenheim do uh, Red Mass? Or no, no, he did the um, he did uh, the Hickman the um, the pilot he did season? the uh, the pilot season that Hickman wrote. Um, mm. Okay, that, that I didn't read. I remember. Yeah, yeah I, I remember seeing it previewed. You know what it reminds me of, David? What? Kitson. Thank Barry, you. Yeah, B- yeah, Barry, that, Barry Kitson. That. That's yeah, but oh, with like Kitson. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Kitson by way of like say, uh, just, just a little not not shaking, but who does like who does the inking with like the 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 dots? Who kind? Of, I, I I know the the name. That's Howard Cruz. It uses a lot of dots, but this doesn't look like does. Howard Cruz. No, 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 uh, no, no, no. no, no it it kind of has a little rip flavor to it, maybe a little, and this is the you know the fallback Darrow. With the with the linear clean line detail that it has, it, oh, it's, like, uh, well, you know who's doing that in the modern vernacular? The dude that was doing Rebels at first, what was it, Matthew Clark? Oh yes, uh, thank you. Yes, yes, right? yes. nice. That's David it, yes. swearing. Oh my god! I, because I'm drawing a blank right now. It it's drawing pissing me off. Uh, but yeah, Kitson definitely and and Clark. Thank you. That's yes. exactly. It's, it's really pretty. And, it really is. It's very it's, nice page well, layouts too. Yeah, everything it, it, it's smooth. I have no problem with you know nothing is. I'm not asking any questions. The storytelling is solid. It's not like well how'd they get here and why is this here? Why you know I don't. Yeah. Nothing's being spoon fed, but you're able to follow along. It's it's just it's really well made, really well put together. I'm not I'm not trying to spoil anything by by talking about the main villain or or what. I also because I really don't know. We we found out who some characters are you know we know who you know we see jarhead in action and that was the other cool thing i like <laughs> i love the way when when they're in pakistan i i i love it when when letterers get creative like this where you instead of with with crooked brackets and you know translated from the japanese when it's the hand talking and things right. like that you mm-hmm. you you get an idea of of you know what language you're speaking it's kind of Arabic. It's yeah. It's it. It looks like you know. It, it looks like Arabic writing, but it's it's in a style where you can actually read them. Say full. Yeah, it's really cool. Without and without needing it. Initially, it, it, I saw that and I was like, okay, we're doing some kind of funky, um, you know, translation with the. And uh-huh. I was look, and I didn't realize it was English. I said, oh my god, that is so cool. <laughs> yeah, because Jason, they'll put dots 
over certain letters, like a B has a dot above it. Oh, okay. And and the T is the it it's like a a little a small cap T with a dot above where the ascender would go. So uh-huh. it's it, it looks like yeah. Arabic, but it's not. It's English. It's and the really well done. With the, the N is oh, is kind of is wide. It's just you yeah, know it's 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 smartly done. But we we just we know who we we get the little. Descriptor, you know, we find out that Jarhead is the super soldier, and Saber is an urban vigilante, and and how uh, who is the um, Transom super speedster? Uh, no, and, and you know, so we have we we you know Agni. we get we get the uh, the the name of the character, and then you know, who they are or what they do, and it it's I want to it it I'm hooked because even though I feel like I really didn't get a whole lot with this issue i got enough where i want to keep going with it i want to see where it's going so okay it got me in that regard i mean i don't i i didn't i didn't put this down and go wow i nothing was really i i, I ended up with more questions really i just i i it wasn't well, that's that's good that's what you want it, it is good but I, I i also want something a little bit more than than, than a preview and, and in, in some regards, sometimes you know you read a first issue, and that's really all it was. It was a padded out preview, and then you know right, they. Right. So, yep. uh, I, I want to know more about the characters. I want to see them work together. I just I want to see where it's going. And it, it was it, it was a good setup. It was almost kind of like a, a prologue in a way. You know, when when you read it, you you tell me, and when you finish it, Vince. The you know, so. uh, the the main villain is called Oculus. Yes. And uh, he's a pan-dimensional kind of guy. There are different versions of Oculus. Did you see when, when the other one showed up? How, how his the, that's the, the, the thing. Yeah, thing. yeah. The, there there are stylized uh, text treatments or logo were, treatments for right, every yes, for every for character. Right, like Zenith is is a pseudo italic, very strong letters. But when they when they introduce Oculus, you have this kind of warped kind of creepy oculus and then when they introduce another oculus it's in a totally different font yeah so meaning that's a different individual than than the one we just met and it's it's something very simple but it works and it's like a nice little attention to detail that you know some people would just think are well not some people but some creators either don't have the time to do or they don't consider it and that's nice that they did this and uh one oculus is from reality fourth two four three nine gamma (laughs) <laughs> it is neat and he has a snivel there, his uh his his man alfred Bar- his his name is barb Bar-Mance. barb uh, well yeah you could say barb Nachi or something his okay. official his title is sniveling manservant nice <laughs> it's a good book i liked it a lot yeah. i'm it's glad cool. david did too. yeah i uh and it's image so maybe it. he won't bitch yeah oh okay all right and there's a canine sidekick which I hope yes. happens to. So oh, we'll see boy. if I keep going with the book at that point. Nice. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Vince, you might appreciate this. I certainly will. Because we used to talk about this book, you and I, quite giddily a lot. And then we stopped talking about it a long time ago. Hmm. But I think we both still read it. Uh, what is it? The Boys. I don't uh, still read it. You stopped reading it? I, I knew it. that. I knew that. Oh, I didn't know that. When did you drop it? When I went to three ninety nine. Oh, really? Okay. Yep. Because yep. for a while that was you were loving that book. I and I I do like it. I, I like the whole um, 
the the crux of it, the the violence of it. Mm-hmm. I like the the reality in there and the grittiness. I just don't want to pay three ninety nine for it. Interesting. It's uh, you know I never noticed that it changed price. So yeah, I never, right I when the around the time the Herogasm miniseries ended. Oh yeah, it, it I didn't like Herogasm in the series at all. But um, well, anyway, so I I had. St- for whatever reason, uh, I, I can't, I've been buying it, but it had been a long time since I had read it. It had been building up my Rajan pile. So I caught up with it. I read this week, this is how far behind I was, I read issue 32 Damn. up through 48. Wow. <laughs> so that's how far behind I was. What is that, a year and a half? Uh, yeah, that's yeah. A lot of cards. Yeah. That's, yeah. Um, J- Jason? Yeah. They're, they do these things called trade paperbacks. Where you <laughs> Wait, can read that, huge chunks at one time. I want. I want to ask you before you mm-hmm. get into it. Did you find that that was that that was too much? Was it based um, on 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 the type of stories that are in the boys and and the type of stories they tell? Was no, this, you know, it's interesting. I have to give uh, I have to give Ennis a lot of credit because uh, up until let's, let's say one through thirty one, I pretty much read it as it came out every month. Right. You know, maybe a month or two, I'd back up and read one or two issues, but I pretty much up to date with it. And then I do think it was Herogasm, which for me really, in fact, on the show, I talked about the first issue of Herogasm, which was just absurd and off the wall and very sexual, and it was fun. But it quickly went into a whole other direction of a very hyper political thing, and, and it really turned me off. Um, and I just, I think that's when I stopped reading the main series, not probably almost subconsciously. So yeah, it, it, I have to say reading, what is it, eight, 17, 18 issues in, in, in the course of a week, um, I, you know, I got to give Ennis credit because I really enjoyed it issue by issue. I never thought like that there were any bridge issues, even though he very much tells arcs and same thing this, I mean, it pretty much covered three different arcs, but the thing I like about the boys is it's got this one underlying narrative, so it's almost more like a, you know, like a soap opera or something in the sense that it's it's really about these characters and, and each issue just is another step in their in their their lives, albeit pretty fucked up lives, but but you know their lives. Um, but uh, I gotta say it's 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 one of those things where like I I don't again I don't really didn't have any real reason why it kept going to the back of my pile, um, and now that I've caught back up, like I I really enjoyed it and I thought wow this is because they're building up to issue 50 the you know big anniversary issue and i think it comes out next month uh, and i have to say it's um i think it's still as good as it was in the beginning and dare i say that russ braun who took over a lot of the art duties um i, I can't oh. tell the difference between him and uh wow and and, and uh there uh, robertson um uh for in, in in many cases so um, I'm sure I've read other stuff that Russ Braun's done, but off, offhand I can't think of what I might have read. But I know that I know the name. Um, but uh, it, it's it's you know pretty much still the similar thing. It's the same characters, and you're learning a little bit more. And and the the, the head of the boys is is just an unmitigated prick beyond all belief. I mean, he just is totally an ends justifies the means type of guy, and. There's been this building crescendo where the boys are always going up against different supergroups and giving them their comeuppance, but all the supergroups are run by a big corporation called Vault American, and they have the Seven, which are the equivalent of the Justice League or the Avengers, and and they're the the biggest earners of Vault American, they're the top superheroes and the toughest the toughest superheroes and the most popular ones, and they're usually untouchable. And so throughout the whole book, the boys are always trying to figure out ways to, to the butcher is always trying to figure out a way to get at the Seven and he. 
really can. And the leader of the seven is the Superman analog, and he's a closet homosexual, and he's uh, you know pretty fucked up guy. And and and, and it, you can see that the the overarching arc that we've been building to through fifty issues is the Butcher and him have a very uh, something is in their past history that that makes them genuinely hate each other, but yet they never for whatever reason have to go ahead to go ahead and take each other out and 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 we finally gotten to the point where they're both have said fuck it and they're going to try and take each other out and uh and that's kind of where where we are and you really you you throughout the whole series you you in a way are playing the role of Huey Wee Huey uh uh-huh. which is the the guy that's recruited in the beginning and he's uh he's the most normal yeah, yeah, exactly. Perfect, Chris. Yeah, Simon Pegg, exactly. Uh, he's just this average dude, and um, he's recruited by the boys because his girlfriend is destroyed, literally destroyed, yeah. you know, blown yeah. apart by, by the speedster of the Seven in the very first issue. And, well, he said um, sorry. And he's brought into the fold. What's that? Yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, Huey's really not like the other guys. He's not jaded. He doesn't enjoy the violence at all. Um, I mean, he he likes the idea of of helping the cause, but he really has trouble with the violence, and he has huge trouble with the some of the more sordid, uh, backhanded things that the butcher does to justify his his actions. And um, uh, it yeah, it's good. Like I said, it's 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 it's. I don't know what kept me away for that long, but uh, it it. Um, I'm glad that I kept buying it. Put it that way, because uh, dude, I've got I've got like 16 issues of scalped. To, yeah. To- yeah, it just, it, it just it uh, there's a party. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna wait, I'm gonna wait for a really rainy day, and I'll get some whiskey <laughs> and maybe a gun. And there you uh, go. Yeah, but you know, it's just Ennis at his best, I think, because it's 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 him. He there are some intelligent, there are messages to this. I mean, he's trying to make a point in certain ways, but it's wrapped in these absurdist sophomoric moments that uh, just are completely Ennis and completely cater to the eight-year-olds and all of us. You know, there's there's this Teen Titans-esque team that they send Wee Huey on to monitor and they're, they're the... They're the Kind of like the kids in the short bus type of... Yeah. yeah <laughs> they yeah. really have the... You know what they're like? They're like the Great Lakes Avengers. They don't... They don't. They have powers, but they're pretty useless powers. And they don't really ever get in real adventures. And there's the the this 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 fat kid that's essentially bouncing boy, and he's pretty much my, mentally ill, mildly retarded type of thing. And he bounces around, and and he he's so fat that he has to he gets all excited during one of their adventures. He has to pee real bad, but he can't. He's so fat he can't find his penis, and so the other members of the team have to dig into his soul to find his penis. And then the 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 the, the, the female sort of anti you know mom of the the mom figure of the team is reaching in to try and help him and all of a sudden like he pulls a fold back and huge thing of urine blows all over her face and you know like, yeah. this absurd moments which yeah. just have no you know just just absolutely no that's good no, stuff yeah and, and but in the middle of of what is pretty gritty and violent stuff you know um yeah i so. do like the uh the comic industry uh commentary with the stan lee kind of analog that, oh, yeah. that that kept me going when the ultra violence started to fade for me uh-huh. i mean the, the book had a real glow up until about issue like 30 and then i started to move it to the bottom of the stack mm-hmm. and then i just yeah. stopped i just stopped reading it well sure. I, mean, I mean the 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 joke can wear thin after a while and i think it sounds like they've 
tried to balance it out with some other with some other commentary on stuff. But. Yeah, and that's the thing. I think you have to. There are the moments. There are a lot of quiet. It really is, in a lot of ways, a character-driven book, and and, and yet uh, there can be those lulls. So if you don't, these aren't likable characters in general, in terms of good people. When I say, like, I don't mean likable in the sense of of. I mean they're actually very fun to read. So I, but uh, but you just it's those moments that always reel me back in, like the. Um, Huey is is and again this is no huge spoiler I would think it's been going on for the whole book but Huey is dating uh, a member of the Seven uh, and she's the lone innocent member of the Seven you know, I she, not her. so okay. innocent yeah. well right but I mean she's yeah. the, the she's the uh, when she comes to join not the not not, during, not as deplorable as the rest right. of them she's right. idealistic and she yeah. doesn't know that the Seven are deplorable and and she goes there wanting to make difference and she discovers after she's on the team just how you know how horrible they are as people and and Huey doesn't know that she's in spite of the fact that he's part of a spy group that's in charge of policing the super he has no idea who she is and she has no idea that he's part of this group and um and that that comes to bear in the in the 40s the mid 40 issues it comes to bear quite a, quite a bit in a big way but um they're always trying to mess with her and Vaught American in one in scene gives her this really skimpy outfit and they wanted to wear it as her new costume and they say okay well uh you're you're going to be raped and she says what do you mean and they said well in the comic because for those that don't know as vince was alluding they in this world the comics are all driven off of the real events so there's a seven comic and there's like an x-men comic and there's a teen titans comic but it's based on these real characters and they're it's it's sort of a pr machine to help create make these characters these these people more popular and they were like well in this arc of the, of the comic you're raped and she's like, but I don't want to be raped. Said, no, no, it's great. You know, su- people love superheroes and they love rape. It's perfect. <laughs> I love As a result of being raped, you're going to become a whore. So you're going to wear this outfit and you're going to be the dark version of yourself. And she's like, I don't want to do that, you know. And, um, so it's, you know, it's, it's, it's good stuff. And, and, uh, it's good stuff. No, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, again, I it's, it's, it, it appeals to it. This is not, a, I think anytime you talk about something, this is clearly not a comic for everyone. Right. Um, but, <laughs> including Paul Levitz. Yeah, superhero comics a month, you know, when you like superhero comics, this is a nice tonic to that because it's clearly in the face of that. But um it's it's satirical, so you know, clearly as someone who likes Capes books, I it's not I'm not saying, oh, this is I don't really look at this as a book that pokes fun at Capes for and says how stupid they are. This is a book where Ennis clearly likes superhero. He just he he's he's just taking the other tact of it. Like what wouldn't in the real oh, world yeah. these yeah. superheroes be pricks, right? Wouldn't most of them be? Because think of how what what pricks the most celebrities are and people of entitlement and they and they and and what would they be like in real life if they if they had everything they wanted plus superpowers? They'd be pricks, you know. They'd be freaks and pricks and they do depraved stuff. And that's really what this is all about. And uh, and it is enjoyable, but uh, yeah. it's 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 one of those things that I think is enjoyable in dose. It's not something that I, I think you'd, you'd want to read a ton of because it, it get it get pretty one note. But well, that's right, which is why I asked if if reading a year and a half worth and, and pretty much one setting was was well. Old. In this case, it wasn't because again, I think if if I look back at the forty eight issues that have existed, there have been a lot of slow burns. But the last four or five issues are really building to probably because we're getting the issue 50 i'm assuming and they want to make it a big deal but they've been finally building to a lot of the things that have been subplots for a lot of the book so i i, I probably had a fortuitous that was fortuitous for me that i ended up getting that because sh- certainly any any 10 issue window in and of itself may may have seemed 
pretty much of a you know of a slog in the sense of you know depending on what what component of the story you were reading. So, uh, but yeah, but I was thinking I might be able to riff on some of the dirty parts of Vince, but he gave up on it. I didn't realize that. <laughs> <laughs> Wonders never cease. Huh? I know. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I gotta say, I I love John McRae. Uh, his his demon run is great, but he did definitely did not bring it on the Herogasm miniseries. Oh no, no, he yeah. did not. I didn't no. even realize it was him until I checked the credits. Yeah, wow. that, yeah. that is definitely, in all sincerity, some of the worst art I've read in a book in a long time. Yeah, the Herogasm. But run. let's not let's not uh, go down that that hill. Yeah, yeah. I well, I got something that's satirical as well. I think I know what it is. Yeah, and uh, oddly enough, titled very similar to the thing we talked about earlier in the show. This is from Traditional Comics. It's it's the first issue of a book called The Incredibly Fantastic Adventures of Maureen Dowd. A uh, work of, not what I thought you were going to talk about. Wow. No, a work of satire and fiction. Yay. And uh, th- this is by, from our, by our good friend Benjamin Mara. Yay! Who uh, we talked about way back. With the gangster rap posse and night business and night oh, business. Oh, is that who this is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you, you could, this is this is the shit. Uh, uh, yeah, I can't wait to get it. And I, I won't I won't give too much of it away. But at the heart of this comic is the Valerie Plame affair. See, uh, for those who don't know, uh, Joe Wilson accused the Bush administration of manipulating evidence to grease the wheels of the war machine pointed at Iraq and uh, they were pissed the Bush administration was pissed so supposedly they tipped off columnist Robert Novak to the fact that Valerie Plame who was Wilson's wife was actually a covert CIA agent and uh, the title character of this comic is a journalist a political columnist named uh, Maureen Dowd, and uh, she uses her sharp journalistic instincts to uh, realize that, uh, you know, something's not kosher. She smells a rat. So she searches for someone to uh, spill the beans and get some hard evidence on the Bush administration, uh, who eventually turns out to be Scooter Libby. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Good old Scooter. <laughs> uh, so she wants, an ex- she wants an expose on the Bush's bad. Uh, but eventually runs into Black Ops Hitmen, uh, the Nefarious Architect, which is Carl Rove, and the dastardly and well-hung Lone Hawk, which is Dick, <laughs> Dick Cheney. Oh, nice. <laughs> all, all the while preparing for her third date with George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> This, this, this might be this might be my favorite book of all time. I no, it's pretty this. it's pretty cool. When the book opens, she's uh, casually sitting at her in her kitchen, reading the paper, having a cup of coffee in sheer negligee uh, lingerie with uh, thigh high stockings, and she's got a handgun tucked into the the, uh, the the top end of her of her stockings, and and uh, so she's plotting this. This uh, take uh, expose on the Bush administration, and meanwhile, a hitman comes into her house and and tries to steal her laptop. She goes, "Hey, that's my laptop. All my writing is on there." And 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 you hear on she on the cell phone, her editor, uh, Bert Hall, goes, "Maureen, what's going on?" And and the the that's exactly the reason I'll be taking this laptop with me. Bang, bang, bang. And she's running around in in lingerie, pulls the gun, wings the hitman. 
uh, who eventually does get away with the laptop, and uh, and she tells her um, her editor, he stole my laptop, and he goes, he says, shit, you lost all your writing? God damn it, what a tragedy. And she goes, ha ha, no, it's all right, Bert. That laptop was just a decoy. All of... All- <laughs> <laughs> all of all of my writing is secure on a real laptop. I keep hidden and locked away in a safe. And she has a wall safe. And she's taken the laptop out of a wall safe. <laughs> this thing is it's it's amazing. It, it's so much fun. Um, she eventually runs into a rogue um, Delta Force agent named uh, Shadow Wolf. And and he 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 realizes he goes to her because she's a very famous uh, political columnist, and he's like, I have very crucial evidence and information of a pending assassination attempt targeting the president of the United States, and she completely ignores him. She doesn't care, you know what I mean? She wants to bust the Bush administration, and the fact that he may not be long for this world doesn't really matter to her because hey, she's got a column to submit and pretty herself up for her date with. George Clooney and nice. George George Clooney appears in this comic. He's, Does he really? Uh, they, they meet for drinks and he flatters her and he eventually gets her back to the room and she takes off her her uh, outer garments and she's like, "See anything you like?" And she's standing there with the 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 garters and the stockings and the 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 bustier and she's got a gun tucked in her pants or in her in her stockings and he says, "Hey, what's with the gun?" <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, as they're starting to get into the clinch, two black ops guys bust into the room, and you know it, it becomes a shoot 'em out. It's really cool, uh, very well done. And if you weren't in on the joke, and I think there is a joke here, there's a very intentional distortion of Benjamin Mara's art style because. It's it's accomplished. It's it's very well done. But there are certain things that he does. Like in there'll be a panel where the head is obviously way too big for the body, or or the hands are much too small. Right, and, right, right. And, and he'll he'll force the the anatomy to fit the panel. Like he'll make the arms really small. And it's so obvious. I think it's intentionally done. Maybe a a kind of sly nudge nudge. So it's like a Larry Stroman type of thing. <laughs> it's very good, very good. But uh no, I think it's a oh, you it's said kind of intentional, a, sorry. It's intentional. Kind of a nudge to the bygone black and white boom era. Because I have a a book here. It's called um Young Gun Six. Uh it was printed on a moleskin notebook and what it is is uh, it's a groundbreaking compilation of award winning visual media and design chosen by the art directors club. So this is fairly prestigious organization, and Benjamin Mara's in here. He has a piece in here, and he's an accomplished artist. I mean, he, the guy has skill, and and I, so that that's what leads me. And if you go to his website, you can look at his art. It's a t- intentionally distorted. So I'm thinking that this is a you know, if you're in on the joke, cool. If you don't get it, you know, that's your problem. But. I, I loved it, and it was—it's like three dollars a cover uh-huh. price with the postage. It was maybe like four and a quarter. Yeah, it's getting a lot of a lot of buzz too. It's definitely—it's it, so much fun. <laughs> uh, there's there's heads blown off, and 
uh, you know, bumpity bump going on, and and oh, she she can. Uh, if I had a dollar for every time she mentions George Clooney to someone, like she she meets Scooter Libby, and he's like, "Hey, you want to go back to a room?" No, I have to get ready for my date with George Clooney, and he's like, "Wow, George Clooney, that figures." <laughs> like like uh, Scooter's so smitten with Maureen, he's all over, and he's like. Ah, George Clooney, I can't compete with that. <laughs> uh, Carl Rove feeds pigeons in the park. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's funny. Benjamin Mara, I don't know. He's He's got a, a cornered this kind of weird pseudo uh, black and white boom throwback faux market that I... I, I I get it, and 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 we've heard people take a look at that have seen the art, saying, "Wow, that's you know, that, that's kind of wonky. It's not very good." But I think that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. I really do. I just think it's it's just fun, and the picture box guys dig on them, which another thing that lends me to believe that there's something more going on here than 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 meets the eye. I, th- I think uh-huh. it's it's a, it's an experiment, and it's a really cool one. And it's fun. It, I mean, if nothing else, I giggled out loud for the twenty or thirty minutes it took me to read the the issue. So, yeah, traditional comics, incredibly fantastic adventures of Maureen Dowd. We got a theme going on here. Number one for three bucks. Respect. Yeah. Hey, I got that idea. And again, Mm -hmm. David, in the inside back cover, uh, remember how he posed in the in the last the gangster rap thing? Yeah, yeah. he's got um, black sunglasses on, a leather type jacket, and he's holding a samurai sword. Huh. And he's got his hair all slicked back. Uh, Benjamin Mara is a writer and an artist who lives in the city. He is a big fan of American politics, both capitalized. He is also a big fan of Highlander, the series. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, there you go. Well, then I don't know if Mike Norton will like him. Oh, well. Why, Norton doesn't like Highlander? Mike Norton, there was only He one loves Highlander. There was only the one movie. Highlander movie. That was it. The movie. I, I, actually, I don't know about oh. the TV show, but there was only one movie, according to Mike. He's right, I, though. Mike's right. <laughs> so Mike I like, I like that, dude. Hey, no, 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 no. no, no. only one Highlander, and there's no such thing as Doctor Who that's worth it. <laughs> Mike. It's like, hey, why is the Highlander fighting Mr. Krabs? I actually <laughs> like the Highlander TV show. I'm sorry. I've, I've never seen no, it. That was great. That was that was great Saturday afternoon entertainment yeah, for a lot of years. Before Hercules and Xena came on, yeah. Yep. I was going to say, speaking of Hercules, Kevin Sorbo was on Hawaii Five O. No way. No way. Yeah. Holy shit! How's he look? I don't know. I like Kevin seen Sorbo. I mean, he looks. No, he looks well, like I Fernando just, Lamas. Right, my, right, right, like, awesome. my, my only my only question there is, what the fuck are you doing watching Hawaii Five O? <laughs> well. Not, not you of all the Walking Dead is slow. I just can't. Yes, the but hell, I, I can't is, handle this writing. Blah blah. This difference is shows about Hawaii equal happy and let's say uh, frisky wife. Uh, oh neat. About zombies don't really do much for the wife. She's like, I'll right. pretend you're Scott Con tonight. That's right. I see you, you mentioned you mentioned Kevin Sorbo. I was tooling through the the dial and I noticed I guess we get stars with our cable package. Uh-huh. Um Zena. Uh-huh. Is, is Lucy what's her, yeah, Lucy Lawless is on a show called Sparta, is it? Oh, is she? Oh, okay. Something like that. Yeah, yeah so yeah. she's on she's on a regular series now again. Yeah, she's pretty she's pretty still got it. She's pretty hot. 
I think she looks better now, and she's that she's not all beefed up. Yeah, she looks yeah. normal, but yeah, she looked great in Battlestar. That's just she did. Was it? Yeah, yeah, kind of butch. So, uh, we I guess next week we agreed we're going to have our, uh, for lack of a better term, holiday episode. Right? It's the mm-hmm. Merry Christmas. Right. Episode. Part of that, per last week, we said we would take some questions, so we did start a thread in our forums, which can be found where, Vince? Bullpen's... <laughs> Bullpen... Sorry, it's this stupid, arrogant bastard stuff. Bullpenbulletinspodcast.com forward slash forum. Yes. That's where you can get us. Uh, there is a pin thread in the bullpen section of the forum uh, entitled Holiday Episode Q&A Thread. Uh, if you'd like to ask a question for next week, you can go ahead and do so. Again, we... Don't know how much time we'll be spending on Q and A, so don't be upset if we don't answer your question. But you know, we'll uh, we'll we'll try and pick some of the the ones that seem like they would make for the most interesting conversation. And uh, so, by all means, if you want to throw your hat in the ring, go ahead and do so. Um, but uh, what if we we do one tonight? That'd be awesome. All right, that's a good idea. This one comes from our man Dallin. This is our boy Dallin. Oh, Actually, not, Dallin. Not hook Dallin up. Thought Dallin. Was- Dallin, by the way, is still dead to me because of his comments about Chicago pizza. All right, well, to those of us on the East Coast who know what's up, uh, Dallin asks, "If this is a great question, I have to say. If each of you could bring just one of the it following almost, artists back from the question. dead, all due respect intended, which one would you choose and what title would you immediately put them on to work that they were never known for working on previously? And he offers to us four creators, Kirby, John Buscema, Wally Wood and Will Eisner. And he says, if you can't think of anyone immediately of this list, you may also do a right in candidate. So, <laughs> uh, and now the you. key here is that they've, yeah, it has to be a project that they were never known for working on previously. So, hmm. no Kirby on Fourth World, Vince. Okay. So, how about, who, how about Kirby? First? How about Kirby on Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, that would be Ooh. dope. Oh, that would be yeah. dope. I like that. Yeah. Or if we're going up. back, okay, go. Yeah. Um. Ooh, how about Wally Wood on Fear Agent? I mean, that's that's not a big stretch. I mean, that's, no, I yeah. know, but I'm saying, I mean, dude, be awesome. <sighs> that would be awesome. Go ahead, Chris. Uh, I was gonna say Wally Wood on Hellboy. Oh, that'd be good too. Uh, yeah, you could see that. Mm-hmm. As I was going to say somebody else not on the list. Um, okay. And that yeah, was ever, ever a difficult one. Yeah. Diva. Uh, well, considering that he, he gives four, and, you know, we know that with Vince, it's Kirby. With Chris, it's it's Bushima. I don't, I guess because Eisner was a Jew. I don't know who he was trying to. Yeah, he did. Um, <laughs> I was. Uh, I was I was gonna say Gil Kane, okay. And I was thinking about you know I can't obviously say Spider Man, you can't say Superman, you can't say. I was, I was thinking, you know, maybe She Hulk, but I I'm I've been ever since he posted the question this morning, I've been racking my brain trying to figure out what what it would be. Re- I mean, he he did Giant Size the cover to Giant Size X Men number one, so it's not even like really did, he's done so many covers. Really, it's 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 hard for me to find out what I would like to like to see him work on. But um, I probably would. Uh, I uh, 
I, I, I wanted to see him do something with, with, with the ladies, so I, w- I would probably say Birds of Prey. Oh, how am I doing? Yeah, you're still a little, little crackly. Uh, right, well, I got another one then, because uh, because John uh, John Buscema is is clearly uh, my all time. He's favorite. another one who's been like, but I mean, it's it's it's. I mean, we'll be able to find things. For, I don't want to cut you off. We'll, we'll be able to find things for him that that are out today. But I mean, thinking about no. What, well, I was going to say out. again. Yeah, he did I, so much. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I was going to say Buscema on Uncanny. He only really did a few covers for Uncanny. He never did interiors. Hmm. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. So I would love, and I mean, Uncanny's right up there with my all-time favorites, and Buscema's definitely my favorite Avengers artist of all time. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to see him do some Uncanny, just for the nostalgic purposes of it. How about? Um. Well, I'm going to say and do another obvious one, another Kirby. We were lucky enough to see a couple issues of Steve Ditko on Micronauts. I would love to see what Jack would have done with the Micronauts. Oh, my God. His well, lawyer would yeah. kick so much ass. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, and he'd be like three stories tall. And Tom yeah. Scioli needs to do an Acroyer as, uh, yeah, that I want. I want, <laughs> I want that convention sketch. But I would like to mix it up, though. I would like to see Busima, and it, and it would give me a reason to actually buy the book. I would like to see Busima do Wonder Woman. Because I can imagine oh. that, that that Wonder Woman would be yeah. like Belit from Conan, and, yeah, and, and his his Belit was the, was even awesome. In the crossover, the 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 Superman Spider Man crossover. She she didn't look all too bad, and there oh. there were a shitload of anchors going on on there. Hell, so. you could you could throw John on anything, and he'd yeah. he'd, he'd really do a great absolutely. job on it. Oh, how about God. how about the spirit? That would be interesting to see Basima. It try would be, although spirit. I'm just not enough of a spirit fan to care about that. Like I just, you would have you know I mean? like, drawn it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm buying it because Moritz drawn it, so certainly I'd buy it if Pusimo. How is that anyway? It's gotta be better than first. It looks great. Yeah, there you go. Oh. It does it looks great? Moritz killing it. He's he's better than ever. Yeah, we the the uh, first wave banter has died down. Is that still <laughs> still going on, or is that? It's gotta, yeah, gotta, it's gotta it's, wrap up. It's yeah, yeah it's all sorts of delays and whatnot. So. Hmm. Yeah. Can't, can't wait uh, to finish it. Yeah, I'm gonna sit down and read it all at once and see what kind of story it is. I, you know, it's one of those the last couple issues. I've kind of, you know, I was liking it and Rags stuff was looking great and yeah, and then yeah. just kind of stopped reading it. So yeah, I think the last issue comes out this month. What was that? A ten issue series or eight? No, uh, six. 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 Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean it's right there with Image United. At this rate, honestly, stop! Why does everyone have to bring up Image United? <laughs> what do you think is going to fit? What do you think? I was going to say, do you, what do you think is going to finish first? Image United, Ultimate X, or uh, has, or the Mayan Calendar? Yeah, <laughs> Ultimate X is like a female, uh, females playlist. Females playlist. Yeah, there's no uh-huh. rush. No rush. <laughs> What happened. And this wow, kind of that's so funny because <laughs> my wife hates Rush <laughs> and Jethro oh, Tull. Oh. oh, how could you hate Jethro Tull? Seriously? Uh, he beat with Malika. Come on. Yeah, yeah but the flute is a heavy metal instrument. No. What's that? The flute's a heavy talk, metal talk, instrument. Talk I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. I, I just saying, as if Arthur Adams needed another reason to be slow, uh, he and his lo- lovely wife just had their first child. Oh, good for him. Oh, yeah. That's what's counting for the delays, but you know, 
<laughs> oh, like, like he needs an excuse. It's yeah. just under, it's just understood at this point. Have you guys seen the variant cover to one of the Avengers books he did with the Scarlet Witch? Mm-mm. Oh, mama! It's a it's a profile of the Scarlet Witch, and she's she, her her head is facing the viewer, and it's just buxom mm-hmm. and curvy. He did a Firestar full body. Like oh man! And and the thing that kills me about Art Adams, and we've talked about him many times before, and I always say the same thing because it frosts my ass that he basically taught himself <laughs> to draw, right? That's mm-hmm. that that just him and and Frank Cho Brax, boggles the mind. Tony Moore and, too and Braxton, yeah, and and more, yeah, unbelievable. And it, it just gives uh, credence to the the people that believe you are born with it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I don't I know about. I think anybody can be taught to draw, but there are those that have a uh, more natural inc- inclination to yeah, translating visuals to to mm-hmm. line, but. Yeah. And, and, so then, and then the hard work skill, starts. Right? There are people that have innate aptitude towards different things and, you know. Yeah. I, I think, think um, proper, in quotes, schooling uh, kills creativity. Hmm. I, I, I wish that I did not go to uh, college to learn how to draw or to learn really? how to draw better. Yes, because they're, they're the modes and the accepted ways of doing things are, are beat into you. And it, a lot of times you get those uh, teachers that want it done th- all, along the lines of the established ways. And if you stray uh-huh. from that, it's discouraged. And that's bullshit. We're talking about art. We're not talking about, you know, mechanical engineering right, where there, right. there's certain ways to do it. Yeah, I, I think um, formal training kind of squelches growth in a lot of ways okay yeah that's just whatever we're going we're going down a weird road well Let's, anyway um, yeah so yeah. there you go there's our first question from the holiday q and i'd like to good question you want to do yeah, another good. another quick one because we got lots of time uh sure i'll just uh i didn't you I'll do that and i want to talk about my very weird comic book bag that i walked out of the local store with um <laughs> David and, and people who have listened to us for a while know of my my penchant for Sonic the Hedgehog, which yeah, is yes, it's, it's it's odd. And and uh, after scanning the diamond list, I realized that I only had one book this week, which was Sonic Universe number twenty three. And I don't like to go down the store and just buy one one damn book. That's kind of yeah, that's lame. So I'm looking around for something to take home. And uh, I'm lucky enough, uh, Comics on the Green in Scranton, uh, PA, I'm lucky enough to have a store where as the new books come in, he'll just place them in front of previous issues of unsold copies. So if, if you're going to try something new, you can maybe score four to eight issues of, of certain books, like depending on how they sell. I mean, obviously, if it's like a hot seller, he'll have enough of those in any given week. But if it's something in the middle, like maybe Guardians of the Galaxy, when it was coming out, if you did, if you weren't in on that, it'd be tough to get a nice consecutive run of back issues for cover price. But he had four issues of, and this is why I said this in the beginning of the episode, um, Jim Balance Tarot. Which of the Black uh, Rose? Now you're getting to what I thought you were going to get. Uh, yeah, and really, yeah, yeah, no. See, and that, and there, there, exactly. That's did the, you get to the haunted machine? Yeah. See, that's the stigma that this book has. That stigma uh, that was last year. They had the haunted vagina. No, I'm just saying. When I said tarot, you said really. And, it's, and it's, it's a book that had a haunted vagina events. Exactly, and that's hey, Jim Balance. You can buy a Jim Balance Catwoman cane right after four hundred forty grand. 
<laughs> but but see, that's exactly what attracted me to the book was the willingness of the the writer artist to do whatever the hell he wants to do. And, and are we and, really going to talk about tarot? Yeah, and uh, you got to give Ballant credit. Because the yeah. guy, the guy is blazing his own trail. He's doing exactly what he wants to do, True. and publishing his own books. And people True. are buying them because this—I mean, not in huge numbers, but I got issues 62, 63, 64, and sixty-five. Well, he's so clearly it, made enough. Uh, he's making enough, or I guess in in the grand scheme of things, has made enough to support himself doing it. So. Yeah, and and it's it's this weird mix of. Of gothic elements and the uh, not hardcore uh, pornography, but it's it's fairly explicit. It it didn't used to be when it first started, but uh-huh. he's he I think he's relaxed to the point where he's very comfortable showing see uh, the uh, the nether regions, not all I've, split open and stuff. But yeah, I was gonna say I've never read it, uh, but I gotta give him credit in the sense that like because to be honest, like I never understood a lot of the the good girl art stuff even like i never even like vampirella which i know you're I, like i never quite got it because i felt like it, it it doesn't like it it's kind of a tease like it doesn't really go anywhere like it's right like, they're supposed to be sexy but they don't actually show you anything and they don't right. actually have sex and i'm like well like well, either go there or don't go there so at least from what i understand balance goes there like i mean oh like, he does yeah. yeah i mean there's no from from these four issues there's no penetration but there there is simulated uh, and most of the sex, well, all of the sex is lesbian, which okay. I, I, I'm so it's this weird mix of uh, appealing to um, lesbian Wiccan practitioners because there, nice. there's 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 like a, a subculture. There's a, a, a page in the back for letters, obviously, but there's also a page where people will send in their own spells wow. <laughs> like honest to God. Uh, Wiccan spells like inv- invocation to the goddess or appeasement to the gods or an offering and stuff and it's uh, this one's called spell to will the clouds away ingredients one candle red white or gold and it, so I'm you know I'm into the magic stuff with a K and, and it's boobs and magic and monsters and in the, the one issue that really made me smile He's, uh, there's this, this character called the Graveyard Guardian, which is, reminds me of DC's Nemesis type character, except oh, okay. that uh-huh. th- this guy wears a, a, a do-rag around his, uh, from the nose down and it has a skull on it, a screaming skull. So he's kind of cool looking, all dressed in black and he's got, he's got, there's a Nightman vibe coming from him, like the, the Ultraverse Nightman. But, so he's chasing this werewolf, but it's a werewoman and, the only part of her body that is looks like it's uh, fallen uh, to lycanthropy is her head. I mean, it's just a naked woman with a wolf's head. And and he's chasing her, and he, he tackles her. And the next panel, whoa, you're a werewolf, a she-wolf. And she's on the ground, naked, and she her legs are all spread all open, and the thing is just like right there, and it's like, dude, uh-huh. can you I not see? You. Yeah, and but she's got a wolf's head, and she's going, you're not supposed to be here, and she's all blue and completely naked, and you would think that a, 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 a she-wolf would have a pretty robust, you know, Wookiee um, <laughs> utility belt going on. No, it's not. It's completely shaved, and that's the thing about his women, from what I can tell, they're all they're all sans hair. 
down What's there. my man fifty grand? Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, I I I found it very amusing and and it I mean, in one issue they're rebuilding Taro's breastplate that was that was um damaged in a fight. Next issue uh-huh. you have another character like that 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 uh graveyard guardian just chasing a wolf and he fights okay. werewolves and stuff. There's a cat girl in it. It's it's fun. I, I didn't expect it to be Alan Moore type writing going in. It's fun. It's kitschy. It's got nudity in it. I I don't know. I if I'm looking for something to buy, I think I'll continue buying it. I had to go, huh. and I like monsters, and I and it, the 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 group of people that read Hack Slash would be perfectly at home in this book. It it's got a Hack Slash kind of vibe to it too, where I mean, obviously the the author artist is a fan of horror films. He has this weird fascination with Kiss. <laughs> I don't know, and I think Ballant can draw um really well obviously his his uh figures are all de- derived from models and the guy right. seems to be having fun because he's like uh, he f- I, I i heard he's never lacking for female companionship but he's married to that holly golightly she colors it right no that's what i mean yeah 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 and and she's a holly character golightly. she's a character in the book and he'll thank models on the inside front cover, like, thank you to this person for modeling for me for this character. And all the characters' appearances are all nude. So he is having, he's living the life. Nice. That's why I got to give props to Jim Ballant. I mean, he, he seems to be one of the whipping boys, like, of the the kitschy, campy comic group that, that you know, traditional superhero fans thumb their nose at. But I, it's just fun. Yeah. What? No, no, you can speak. No, Let's no, get this no, going. No, 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 come no, on. No, no, no. If Christopher, you like it, you like, don't. If exactly, you like, but don't hold not, back. It's not for me to tell you what you should or shouldn't like. I'm just, I've. But what's not, your take on the book? Come on, let's mix it up. I don't want to fight. No, let's I mean, just I, get I some. Read it, no, so I, I would rather talk about something that I liked than than to go, go. head to head with you talking about tarot. Bam. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if you're a fan of exploitation films. And softcore porn, and monsters, and magic, and women. Which are four of your favorite things. Honest to God, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so I said, you know, there you go. I it was two ninety five an issue. wasn't tied to any kind of outside continuity. It was its own little thing. I enjoyed it. I, I'm not ashamed. I had fun nice. with tarot. God you damn it. Keep, you, you keep your head high, Vince. That's right. Hold your head high, man. You know, and, and it's another thing. I, so I, there's a, a huge portion of my comic buying budget goes to stuff other people don't like, like Spawn. I think Spawn's like the shit. And you know, everybody's like, really? When they hear that I love Spawn. I, yeah, yep, I love yep. it. I just love it. All right. Well, on that note, our man Travis, Mr. Night Nurse, asks yes, us the and following two and. questions. Yeah. Uh, question number one: Why do modern day superhero comics hardly ever hold up to the esteem that we placed on them when we were kids? This goes for Marvel and DC mainly. Uh, is it really that the saying "you can't go home again" true? And second question, which is not—I mean, it's it's tangentially related—but he asked them both, so I'll ask them: uh, Is there a title that one of your co-hosts hates that you actually love, and it kills you when they besmirch it? Rewind the tape for you know, three, three minutes. <laughs> I love everything you all read. Uh, you, yeah, you, you, you lie. You lie really well. Well, first of all, on the first question, I think that's pretty easy. Um, 
it's because uh, it's it's just whenever you first started reading comics, um, it, there's an innocence to that. You don't yet realize that the characters are characters that have to be kept around in some similar fashion and are always going to be brought back to ground zero for reasons that aren't about storytelling. And um, while we all still read a lot of those same characters 30 years later, um, you know, we've, we've, we've been a lot of, there's been a lot of go around. So it just takes more, it takes more to surprise us and excite us. And, uh, just life experience. It's not a good or bad thing. It's just that, you know, you're, you're, we've seen a lot happen with these characters. And so it takes a lot to really, uh, stand out amongst the myriad memories we have, you know? Yeah. So I was thinking about this tonight and why, why I read comics as a kid or watched Doctor Who or, you know, Star Wars or, or anything was I was absolutely, um, in wonder at the different worlds that 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 comics and and movies and and some TV you know were able to take me and and it was it was really that that childhood innocence and and imagination and and that was all a part of that world for me and it was all new and as we get older it's less about finding new worlds than it is about wanting to go back and relive our childhood and and I think that's why um, the majority of us continue to read the same the same books or the same types of books and want um, want them to be the same stories you know and that comes into the you know well this isn't my spider-man or this isn't my superman I want it to be like it was whenever I was growing up and and that's a lot of that is is, is a really rose colored uh, nostalgia that that we look back on so yeah I've been yeah. thinking about that a lot lately I also think that they realized that they could manipulate the machine that's when when comics started to go downhill like the secret wars crisis on infinite earths i think those two stories pretty much kicked comics in the balls for a lot of years because meaning a detriment because once they realized that they can get this they can get the same customers to buy more than one title titles that they weren't normally reading like the crossover mechanic once they started to really manipulate that type mm -hmm. of of marketing that that just fucked mm -hmm. up comics and, and i know that that i'm and uh, you're go you're going to tell me where i'm wrong and i probably am no 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 i know that crossovers are the things that sell and they, and they drive the industry today but i think that they're just making the pool of customers that they have left buy more they're not. Right. They're not. They're not growing the industry. They're just. Oh no, I don't disagree with that. What I was just going to say is, I just think that age has a lot to do with it, though, yeah. because yep. you know we've got people like. I mean, I, at, when I was at the dinner, you know, we were talking. I mean, Ian was is much younger than the rest of the group that we were eating dinner with, and you know, he and guys like Rafe, you know, Wrath Wraithmaker and stuff. I mean, they they started reading comics in the mid '90s. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, guys like Malpractice to them. You know, a, a age of apocalypse is yeah. You know, is, as, as, as real, I, I back to school yeah. and and yeah. and and you know, blue Superman was cool and Kyle Kyle Rayner's there. Turn and um, you know, we we may snicker at some of that, but it's it's, it's no, I know, but I mean, I'm, <laughs> my, my point is, is that is that in all seriousness, for that's that's to them, that's when they were introduced to these things. To them, that's the norm. That's the coolness, you know, and, and that you know, uh, what came before was 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 older, outdated, and right. um. And just like for us, you know, the stuff that we read, I mean, 
there were guys 10 years our seniors that were saying, oh, you know, that's, like that's, yeah, well, exactly like yeah. that. Um, but no, I mean, so I, I, I do think it, and, and that, that, and I, and I guess I, I feel that it's not, not real, it's not real hard to make that statement because I think it's the same thing with a lot of different pop culture, right? I mean, um, you know, we all joke about how you become crotchy old men, but it's true, right? I mean, you know, my, my dad's parents didn't understand, you know, rock and roll, but, you know, he loved Elvis, you know what I mean? But I mean, to him, Elvis was it because he was, you know, that was the young, the hotness, that was the, the thing, and he to this day loves Elvis, but, you know, he doesn't get rap. But to me, you know, I'm I mean, hip hop's what I grew up with. I love hip hop, you know what I mean? And, yeah. I, and I think now that, you know the rap that I feel still when I hear it, I still feel like I'm that you know 17 year old kid in high school bumping. Yeah. You know my buddies, you know Z trying to pick up girls and you know, listen to Sugar Hill Gang. Yeah, you know, but but now my my to, that's like oldies to my kids, literally. I mean, it's oldies. You know, I mean, it's yeah. it's like there are oldies stations now that play hip hop that I grew up with. So I just think it's generationally, and 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 I find that with most entertainment, I mean. There are very few things, movies, TV shows, music that I can generally say that when I experience them now for the first time that I can replicate the wonderment I had for when I right. first discovered those mediums, you know. Yeah. Um, it's hard. Uh, yeah, it's just because, again, well, it's, yeah. <laughs> I, found, I found the best way to replicate that wonderment that you had whenever you were a kid. Um, I felt it whenever I went, whenever the Alien Legion omnibus came out, I went back and read it again in those pages it brings it right back so you know i think if you're looking for the for that wonderment that you had as a kid you don't look for it in new comics go back and read the old ones Uh, they're still they're still there the the batman and batman and the outsider showcase that 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 took me right back to the uh to the early 80s when i would pick up the issues at the uh at the newsstand but i think a lot of it also has to do with um real life the real world it's not there's not We've seen a lot outside of comics where there's really that that sense of wonder. Is it's like you know you could what's on the comic book isn't so far fetched, isn't all make believe for for some of the things these days. So it's like iPads, yeah, (laughs) you know, so with fake multitasking, but (laughs) no, and I we I I don't think I didn't realize it back then. Now I mean hindsight. Uh, the first issue of Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man, would that come out in '76, David? Tarantula, something like that. Yeah, that. I mean, you could almost hear like uh, Surtur banging on the anvil, like doom. Once they realized that, hey, Amazing Spider-Man sells pretty good. Let's make another Spider-Man book. And then you had the Electric Company Spider-Man book, and then you had Marvel Web of Spider-Man up. and Marvel Team Up. Uh, well, no, Marvel Team Up came. That was, I think, Marvel Team Up predates Peter Parker. So I would probably be hearing that gong when they did Marvel Team Up. But no, just realize that they can publish multiple titles of popular characters. That again, I mean, for for how many years was the only place to get Avengers was Avengers. I mean, that's it. And now there's like six of them, and everything is is centered around the Avengers, and it's just yeah. I don't know. Well, you know, it's just, it's just you know, you know, I I, I grew up when uh, when the Spider-Man titles. I mean, you know, Marvel Team Up was many many issues in, and and Web and Spectacular and Amazing. Those were you know, well, I remember when Web first came out, but but Spectacular and uh, and Amazing were already really established titles. And I had friends that 
some of them read amazing some of them you know i'm an amazing spider-man reader and well i'm a i'm a spectacular there were people that you know that would read one or the other and whenever web came out i that was the only spider-man book that i read so really I think that's, yeah i i i i, I was young vince <laughs> but <laughs> i i do love well, it was, um, it, it was a way for me to start out and it's like, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna read web. Yeah. And, and I think that we have that now with like the Avengers. It's like th- there are people that will read every Avengers title, but you know, I think there are people that will read just new or secret or, mm. you know, just the, just the Avengers title. So, you know, and, and I think that I hope anyway, I'm not reading any of them, but you know, I hope that, that they write them in a way that you can do that. Yeah, it just, it sucks to get old. Not old, it sucks to get older because everybody has that golden age and you can never go back and it's always better back then. Sure, uh, sure. And again, I, it's always better because it's it's your it's your first experience. So it's the, mm-hmm. you, you, you remember, you don't just remember the work itself, but you remember the feeling you had when you first discovered that work. Yeah. The, I mean, I can, as I think back about this now as we're talking about it, I think about how freaking excited I would get by a new character in a comic. I mean, as a kid, I mean, like, like fucking, you know, Whirlwind, right? Or fucking Justin Hammer, or, you know, like, oh, like what's this guy? Like, what, what, oh, what's he about? You know, and you just, you'd be like, where has he been in other things? What's his, you know, who has he fought before? What's his, it was just exciting because you just thought that it was in your mind. You didn't, you thought it was significant. You were like, oh, maybe this guy's finally going to be the guy that gets Spider-Man. You know, you just you, you <laughs> didn't know because you, you didn't, yeah. you know, you weren't, you didn't that's have a good, That's a good that. point. That's a good point. Like you know? picking up, picking up established titles today, uh, coming into a run maybe on issue 20 or 30 or like I did with Tarot on like issue 62 the learning curve is a lot of fun it getting is. to know getting to know the characters and well, but perfect example, I mean artifacts right now right I mean yeah I, I don't other than Witchblade in the Darkness I know none of these characters I know they've all been around but I don't know them so it's fun right. I you know I love that they're giving me little blurbs at the end of the, each issue to tell me a little bit about them but I'm still wanting to know more I'm, I'm curious to pick up some of the older trades and just read about them because I'm finding the characters interesting just in them you know so it's it's fun it's titillating you know it's uh yeah um, but now how about the second question which was if there are, are there any titles that your co-hosts hate on that you love and it, it makes you cringe when they hate on them yeah Image right. United. <laughs> hates on that. David does. No, I, dude, how, I don't know nothing right. about it. How am I going to hate on something? How I was going to, yeah. Never how can you, yeah. How can you hate something that never comes out? <laughs> it has to exist to hate. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll say know. Strangers in Paradise. I fucking hate that Vince bis- shits on Strangers in Paradise. That's, <laughs> that's a good one. That is a good one. I don't shit on it. it. Every I, time I bring it up, you snicker as if, like, I don't, like, <laughs> see? <laughs> see? Kachu, God bless you. Yeah. Vince, Vince. Well, you've got to be some. Come on. What yeah, Vince, Vince rips out a little bit of my heart every time he talks about how dry and boring Queen oh, Country is. I'm sorry, oh, but true. it is. It's true. Yeah, yeah because, because I've got, if, I don't think we have time tonight, but I just finished up the, the, the latest novel. It took so and, long. God, would it, oh, it was so good. It took, it took me finding an afternoon to sit down and actually be able to read it. So it was, uh, it was not, it was not because it was, it was uninteresting. It was, it was a page turner, man. It was really, really solid, but maybe we'll save that for next week. That, that's how we celebrate our differences. You, you, you know, won't touch softcore, which, 
monster <laughs> porn, and, and I just I I, I and, find and you hate really you know smartly written, written yeah. No, uh, there's the word espionage. Does I I like I said I've I never know, seen I, a James I, Bond movie. It's just it's just Vince, uh, doesn't work for me. That's Vince, okay. Vince loves Haunt. I love uh-huh. Haunt. I love it. There are many times that I'll be bummed when you guys won't like something, but not. I doesn't like nothing because, but it's not quite the question. Not that you've shit on it, but that <laughs> I'll think, oh, you're gonna love it, and then you I'm don't picturing like it. David squatting on a comic right now. It's <laughs> not good. Well, yeah, da- uh, da- I'm sure David was Walking Dead. I mean, I'm sure. I mean, that's yeah, yeah, right. There's a bunch. Um, it, <laughs> no, no, there is. It, you it, probably feel that way every time Chris complains about manga. Yeah. Oh, I'm. Uh, um, oh, about when Chris Fitch is Well, no, I'm. I'm seven. I'm uh, seven volumes into uh, into Pluto, so I'm, I'll be ready to talk about there it soon. You go. I'm just yeah. about done. I gotta catch up because you'll be talking about it. Yeah, I gotta get it. It's you haven't read it all, Vince. I have them. I just like I said, I haven't progressed past four because I want to mix it up. Oh, I'm talking about oh. Pluto every week. I mean, it's I'm it's worthy. Steve up on DC entirely because I used to enjoy the Morrison Batman talk with him, and it's sort of it's kind of a bummer that he. No, but if they publish a complete Morrison Batman omnibus, I'll be on that like like uh, like hair that's on a, an ape. That's a lot of comics now. Well, a few let months him. ago, I, mean, I would have, I would have said that uh, the same thing about Vince giving up on GI Joe, but now I kind of got back on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Sad. It's sad yeah. when the books we love aren't as good as we want them to be. Oh no. Any of you? Uh, they, you know, you know what? Lock and Key had what I thought was a a pretty subpar issue a couple months back, and I was like, uh oh, it's the. I felt like kind of like the creative train was starting to run out of coal. But then they came back to this last issue, and it was one of the best in the last probably year and a half. So cool. it's yeah, yeah. It's, I, uh, I moved success last the last series. I finally moved to just straight to the hardcovers because I was buying the hardcovers and double dipping. And I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So let me just because they're all so nice and lined up on the shelf next to each other with those different color trade dresses. It's great. But um, how about you, David? There's got to be something. I mean, you you're you're the quietest of us. <laughs> And there's got to be stuff that you read that you're and we we shit on or don't and, and you're like huh. But I I would think that I'd mention it if if that well, well, I'm, I'm trying same, to think. Yeah. I'm like yeah that's. It kills me that Renee loves the Batman universe as much as she does. It kills me that uh, she shits on Spider-Man as much as she does. That's yes, true. exactly. She, no, no, she she loves like the the Birds of Prey and the, just like not not, n- not the she doesn't like the nucleus. She likes the electrons floating around Batman. She likes you know yeah the sirens and stuff. I yeah. you would never get me to read those books. I just I just have no interest in them. I know. It's, uh, maybe it's I'm I'm oversaturated Man, with you, Gotham. Hey, yeah, if, I've if, been if, reading. If we're, if we're, ta- if we're talking about judging Renee's taste against yours, I mean, you know, look at look at her husband. I mean, you know, winner we, winner chicken dinner. No, we, we both uh, have we both have the same taste in men. Man, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and the man tastes good too. Creepy. The, uh, oh, uh, don't. Why'd you do that? <laughs> well, how about on the flip side of this question? Is there anything that that some some or all of us gush about a lot that when we do the other guys are like ah oh, you're like bite your tongue like oh here we go again. 
No, if you open up your uh, heart. No, no. Y'all gush about it or just Vince gush about it? I didn't gush about Tara. I just said it was entertaining. No, Haunt. haunt. No, I yeah, said Haunt. Oh, no, no, Haunt. He, haunt, haunt. he, he gushes about Haunt. He, I, I, haunt's I friggin' excellent, David. Why won't you let say, it into I, your heart? I felt that way a lot uh, when you guys would talk about Spider-Man excitedly because I was so far behind. I was like, really? It's not, it can't be that good. But it, it might have been that good. Uh, just it's Spider-Man. So. <laughs> For real? Uh, yeah. Rolk. Um... That's good though. So yeah, that's but right. I mean, that's what I'm like with, with Chris talking shit about X Men, even though he hasn't read it. But it's it's you know, he's got something to say about the mutants. Or when, 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 general, when, Ed, when Ed Brubaker couldn't even make X Men entertaining to me, I was like, okay, it's time. So everybody, it's time. Ed, but see, he took him out into space though. Now nah. everybody, not hey, everybody. man, it, it worked in the eighties. Not everybody is yeah, because great. it was done the first time. Give you a bunch of characters, yeah. Yeah, not not everybody is is cut out to write everybody. It's true. True. Br- Brubaker can't make everything gold, so That's uh, true. you know I don't. Oh man, I I because it's hard for me to focus on on the negative when it comes to what you guys are digging. <laughs> You're not Don't a negative sense. dude. Yeah. I like everything. Well, no, I shouldn't say that. Oh, I like, I like, I like, I like, I like things I read. How about that? Wow. That's, I like the things that are within the very narrow blinders in which they wear. Narrow. Narrow. I probably it have doesn't, the, it doesn't make, it doesn't besmirch me as the question asked, but it does absolutely baffle me that Vince doesn't, that he it, could, Gush about well, mice Templar, but shit on Mouse Guard. Like that doesn't make any sense to me at all. Yeah, like, I, I just. Oh, all right, it's Batman, like honestly. it's like crapping on. It's like crapping on Mona Lisa, but praising a, a, a scratch and sniff. I don't like. It's like. I don't, <laughs> oh, that's not fair. That's not fair. I don't get it As an artist, I think Oming's much better than Peterson. I. I oh my god. I, well, I do. Well, I'm, not, I'm not going into oh. that. that. That's that's apples and oranges. But it, it's. I I snicker when he talks about Batman Odyssey. What's wrong with unbridled fun? Listen, I'll just, snicker just, at anybody who 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 tries to convince me that All Star Batman and Robin the Boy Wonder is is a great piece of work. That's for sure. We need I Joey here to try. It's make- pretty looking. Oh, I enjoyed that book. Yeah, it's pretty. That's all. But, yeah. Okay. It's pretty. You got the uh, <laughs> Black Canary's ass. That's oh, a good yeah, issue. Yeah. What, what happens in this role. issue? Yeah, that the only redeeming quality of that that is that uh, is that Batman hate fucks black and on the pier. <laughs> <laughs> what does that What does that mean? Is it what literally mean? what it means? He's bad. Yeah. Girl. Yeah, you never heard of it? HF, dude? No. From I'm the sound of it, you and your always do a lot of HF. It's it's always HF with us. Yes, <laughs> so, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay, I get it now. Get so it. so uh, every every bit of intimacy is is an HF. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, well there you go, Travis. So Hopefully we wrong. answered your questions, buddy. Yeah. What else we got? Um, you know what I read uh, uh, that didn't really rock my world and i've heard very good things about the main series but Uh-oh. if if the main series is anything like this i i fell asleep reading it twice and i just completely b- bamboozled me the hellboy beasts of burden one shot yeah. oh yeah, it, not yeah. My it was just it, it was it was it was odd it was just really weird and and um 
you know, uh, Dorkin is a great writer, and and Hellboy, I, I love the character, but and Jill Thompson, man, can that woman paint? Yeah. I just, I just didn't find anything within the issue to latch onto. Yeah, I, I, um, I did not uh, enjoy. I do, you're, that's a very good one to bring up, Vince, because I think generally it seems like Beasts of Burden is one of those books that got near universal praise from the yeah. little world we live in, the comics podcasting blogging mm-hmm. community, as, as one of those real – in fact, I, I suspect it will be on a lot of people's best of lists of this year, and I, uh, I don't see any reason based on the subject matter I wouldn't have enjoyed it, but I thought it was boring as all get out. Yeah. You re- so you read the one-shot too? I read the one shot in the and the mini the last. Piece oh, of really? Okay. See, I I didn't make it that far, but um, like Scary Godmother, I like that a lot. I love the way she draws and and I love the way she manipulates color. She's a she's a very talented artist, and visually, I was there. I was enjoying it, but the story was just, eh, you know, I I felt like I was missing something. I wasn't get. I wasn't in on the joke, or I I was I was in like one of the club. I was I was trying to find something to to hold on to and it was just it was i don't know like i said i fell asleep i fell asleep reading the damn thing twice yeah yeah i guess there's just some books that just don't click well like last week you were saying that um stuff of legend didn't click with you and you know that i mean i adore that so you you should have mentioned that before yeah yeah i didn't get that because i really yeah i really i really like that i can't yeah just cold Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, too quick, because people say we don't talk about DC enough. Um, I did read the last four or five issues each of Rebels and Secret Six, uh, and they both continue to be uh, incredibly entertaining. Uh, Rebels is, uh, you know, it's 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 Vril Drox and his son, Laurel Drox now, uh, who's, if people that like Damian Wayne, this is kind of that same... Uh, idea, which is you know an even smarter, pricker version of an art, a smart brick, you know. Um, and Coriander's <laughs> in it now. Starfire looking all mm-hmm. sexy and orange, and uh, uh, so out orange. Vince's boy Lobo's in it now. He's a member of the team. Oh, now. nice! Yay. So it really is uh, the '90s all over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's kind of like Legion, yeah. and uh, and and there's a reveal in the last ish- issue uh, involving. Let's just say what makes Lobo unique uh, is possibly about to no longer be what makes him unique. Oh, so there's another which, Zarnian. Perhaps. Nice. So, is it a female? Uh, perhaps. Nice. We get a Lobo baby. <laughs> does uh, Lobo, does, does he still have a um, uh, Red Lantern ring? He does, and he wears it around okay. his his uh, his neck in this, and they're like, are you going to put that on? And he says, I don't need it. It's pretty badass. <laughs> See, that's badass. Yeah. There you go. That's pretty awesome. awesome. Uh, you know, so. I have to make a um a confession. I did a sweeping purge of all my DC books. I do miss Rebels. Nice. Yeah, nice. I do. Book, I need to catch up on it. That's, yeah, uh, me too. I have a bunch of those issues that are now. I will say, Secret Six is a little bit off the rails for me with this last arc because they go into Scartaris. Uh, which Ooh. is the Warlord. Oh, Warlord, yeah. yeah. And I guess it picks up in the current Warlord continuity, which I guess now, spoilers to those reading it, although I didn't, I'm not reading it, so I 
could be wrong about this, but I'm gathering it just from from Secret Six that 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 uh, who whoever the original warlord was, I guess his Travis son is Morgan. the new warlord. His son is new warlord. Yes. Why? What Spoilers. happened to Travis? Travis. He's I don't know. Dead. Oh, is he what? dead? Oh, dead. So How did that go. happen? So Travis' son is is in this. Wait, no, uh, I maybe I, I maybe no, I, I don't know. But go read the Wikipedia page. I, <laughs> I, I, I missed when it switched over. I thought I thought I thought they killed him, but I may be wrong. Because so. it's so all true. I, I love the moments where the Secret Six are interacting with each other. I still think they're great characters. But the this this current arc has two two teams of Secret Six uh, up against each other in Skartaris, and it's still not quite clear why they're even up against each other. So a little bit disjointed, but uh, but but it, certainly the book as a whole, um, I, I still enjoy very much, and uh, hopefully we're getting out of the Skartaris. But it's just I really could care less. To be honest, I could just care less about Skartaris. Like, I, I didn't read Warlord when it came out back in the day, and then this new one came out, and I thought, oh, hearing about this old series Warlord, and I didn't read it, let me pick it up, and it just did nothing for me. So um, I read the first five or six issues of this run, and just not, just didn't care for it at all. So I guess revisiting that world so quickly after that just just has done nothing for me. I, I presume if you were a fan of Warlord, you probably were would totally groove on this Secret Six arc, but um but, I thought there uh, was yes. very, very strong homoerotic overtones to Warlord back in the day. Yeah. I, I, I was a little bit I was a little bit scared of the book. <laughs> tell you the truth. Yeah. And bondage, a lot of bondage going on too, like just with the costumes that that Grell designed. Oh, and I should mention too, because I know a lot of in 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 Rebels that it, although in the last few issues that it were past that, there was an arc right before this where uh, Brainiac Two, Viral Drox, and his son Lurl uh, have to go up against, along with the rest of the Rebels, uh, the original Brainiac, aka the one that you know we're familiar with. Oh, that pretty, sounds pretty cool. cool. Yeah, it is that cool. Actually. Good. It's that's pretty pretty cool because they and they. Uh, Laurel Drox, who really hates his father and wants to defeat him, creates a new entity that is pretty dope, especially if you like things like Ego the Living Planet. Uh, he creates uh, a – he takes a neutron star and he turns it sentient to do his bidding. So it's this real cool wow. – uh, it's like a giant orange sun with these gigantic spikes coming out of it. So it looks almost like a – Oh, God damn you! Stop talking! Stop! Like a, like a face, like a ball and chain mate, and in the center of it is this giant blue eye. Uh, it's very, very cool. Uh, it, 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 so it's, you could say that Tony Bedard is the architect of. Um, Let's <laughs> uh, leave the way we come in. May have, may have. Uh, that sounds like something new to me. Doesn't yes, it? So. I've yeah. What are they on now? Uh, issue like say twenty two, twenty three. Uh, I think I just read twenty three. I think I could be wrong. Uh, twenty. Yeah, so just read twenty two. That's about four trades. So I think twenty three actually is out already. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. You said four trades and about eight years, according to DC's time frame. Yeah, that's true too. They're not too swift on the trade publishing, but I bet you you can All probably right. scare up issues of Rebels for uh, on the cheap. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Nice. I, I I included the first six or eight in one of my mystery boxes. Oh, nice. Yeah, somebody got a nice read. Ooh. Speaking I, of mystery I boxes, uh, we I need for if they're listening, Mickey Rossi and Andy, to be winners of our logo contest. Uh, I'm pretty sure I have Andy's, but just make it easier on me. Could you guys PM me or email me your addresses, please, so I can send out your uh, prize boxes. 
I got a mystery box today, and I have to thank the person. I almost uh, forgot to do this. Okay. I got a box from Mr. David Faust, my brother. I love oh. him so much. South Korea, yes. right? Other side yep. of the world. Yeah, wow. he, he's he's crazy. He sent me something from South Korea, and uh, there was a a little battle to get my address, and I wouldn't give it to him because I don't need people to send me stuff, especially. Well, somebody I can tell you that that another person uh, I gave your address to because they were asking and said you wouldn't give it to them. <sighs> I'm not. <laughs> I don't. I don't play like that. I don't expect stuff. You know? Hey, I had I had to have every week, I had every to week have someone about them sending you shit. I know, but they know, just right? do. They just do. I don't know. Uh, and and uh, Dave sent me uh, Mark Z. Danielski's House of Leaves, the color edition. He's been pimping this to me for a long time. You got to read it. It's right up my alley. And thumbing through it, yeah, yeah, he's right. It, it's right up my alley. Uh, there you go. And he he also sent me uh, a Salvador Dali tar- uh, tarot deck. It's oh, cool. beautiful. It's in a it's That's in a slipcase. Cool. Yeah, it's in a boxed slipcase. The slipcase has gold foil text on it, signed by Salvador Dali, like a pseudo signed. Uh, and it's in crushed uh, crimson velour. It's really nice. Wow! wow. Yeah, it's awesome because he knows have, my my penchant for tarot decks. We we both get into that. Yeah. Made in Spain. Have you guys seen some of the uh, swag that people have been sending each other for this? Uh, Christmas Secret Santa Exchange? No. no. They've been posting it in the in the thread as they're opening them up. Oh, my goodness. Some people are... Yeah. Some people are lucking out like, big time. Yeah. Oh, I mean, like, I, one guy, I forget who, just, like, showed off a, a picture of... Eight, someone sent him, like, eight trades. Oh, Damn, I'm going to beat... Well, I don't want to beat that. Like, sound like a cheap... Got all cheap on Wesley. My, I know. I, I, I hope Neil likes what I gave him. <laughs> I, yeah, I got to get I, mine I out. I trades. <laughs> yeah. I got your packages out this week, you bastards. Nice. Yeah, you already got yours. I sent all yours out. I hope Chris gets it gets here to his house intact. Just put it that way. Really? Ooh. Mm, I'm very... I bet you it's libations. Ooh. If it's <laughs> liquid, I'll be happy. As long as it's That's not all, like, all over big, the inside of the box. Big big <laughs> bottle of whale sperm. I t- I t- hey now, I tell you who who packs a bottle of beer so it will never be harmed is Zach Crucy. Good lord, well, that is who I consulted from before I sent your package. So. Yeah, yeah, it was it made it easy for me to to send to send the beer I got for him back. I just used the same box and marked it returned to sender. Apparently, like, it's it's technically not exactly right. legal to send. I mean, the bottle of olive oil. That I sent to Zach. Yeah, I was going to say, I sent <laughs> <laughs> a bottle of Evian water and, and some Pam. And apparently, <laughs> media mail does not include anything made of plastic, ceramic, or metal. <laughs> I've, been, I've, I've been sending stuff media mail. for. And now Gordo's probably going to be, oh, you're not my friend anymore. I, I've been getting just under the gun the past couple of years, like sending stuff out media mail on the cheap. And now... They open shit. If they do the the scan on it and they don't think it's books in in there, they will open it, and then the person on the on the receiving end has to pay the extra postage. Oh, really? Yeah, because I had I had one guy saying, "Dude, I had to pay some couple a couple bucks on this." I was, I'm sorry. I guess I won't be doing that oh, anymore. Oh. Yeah, but you know where you can get really cheap postage? Where that? Discount Comic Book Service. Oh yeah. yeah. The the people that brought 
our listeners this fine episode. <laughs> fine. Uh, I say with a little wink <laughs> there. DCBService.com, where you, the obsessive-compulsive comic book reader, can get huge discounts on your favorite funny books and collectibles. 35 to 75% off their spotlighted sales. Picture box, Steve Ditko, a whole mess of good stuff awaits you at Discount Comic Book Service. DCBService.com. Com. And in your travels, I got to get up on my squeaky chair to get it because the book is over here. I received a book in the mail, which I actually paid for. It is by a man named Sean Andrus. It's called Moral Geometry. And it's uh, 1777 Publish Publishing Incorporated. Let me see if there's a website in here. Uh, you can visit our website at www.1777publishing.blogspot.com. It's uh, a kablam, P.O.D. deal. Uh, uh, demand. Okay. Yes. The cover is especially striking. It's a collage where he mixes photographic elements, paint, ink, uh, looks like pencil. It's fantastic. Imagine if Francis Bacon did comics. That's what this stuff looks like. It is amazing. Just inky blacks, figures that look like they exist in four or five different planes simultaneously. Uh, there's carnage. There's, it, it, it's incredible. It, it's, it's uh, a surrealist expressionist comic book. It's called Moral Geometry. He also included a sketch. Uh, and a thank you on a postcard. He included a mini comic called Portal, uh, which also has a drawing in it. And I think I paid three bucks for it with postage. It's crazy. Um, so if you like experimental comics, um, these stories are very much in open to interpretation. You can take them a whole bunch of different ways. They're, they're, they're awesome. And it's from Sean Andress. Check them out. Great stuff. Cool. Yeah. Uh, in your travels, and I want to talk about this a little bit more next week. Um, a really, really fun uh, book I picked up on a whim over at Challengers last week. It is from uh, SLG Publishing, formerly known as uh, Slave Labor Graphics. And it is uh, by Van Jensen and Dusty Higgins. It is Pinocchio, Vampire Slayer. Oh, I heard that was nice. really good. It's, you bought it's, that? I'm surprised. Why? Because yeah. you don't usually read good stuff. Oh. Why would you be surprised, Vince? Uh, it is. It is just a a, a, a metric crap ton of fun. It is uh, uh, exactly as you would, as you would think That's it is. It is uh, uh, Pinocchio. Uh, after the adventures that we are familiar with in the uh, uh, the the movie and uh, in the Pinocchio War, uh, well, everything is not uh, happily ever after as uh, as he and uh, Geppetto are attacked by by vampires and Geppetto dies and and uh, uh, Pinocchio seeking revenge uh, becomes a, a vampire slayer and how does Pinocchio kill vampires? Well. He tells lies to grow his nose and then breaks oh. it off. Uses it as a stake, of course. Uh-huh. That's brilliant. <laughs> it's, you didn't see that coming? <laughs> it's, it's, it's great. I mean, it's, um, it's a, it's a, it's, 
it's a lot of gags. I mean, it's it's definitely a gag book in a lot of ways. Um, it, fantastic, just beautiful cartoony style to the art. Uh, kind of a it, dark and gothy. Im, imagine like Mike Mignola meets Family Circus. It's wow. I mean, yeah, it's like it's really cartoony, but it's got like this dark gothic feel to it it's 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 really cool so uh, i'll talk a little bit more about it next week but uh right. check out uh, check out pinocchio vampire slayer and uh this is uh the first volume and i believe that the second volume just came out so sounds I like walking check. tall by way of bambi it's really weird but cool. it's so it's it's so fun it's it's really it's really a, a a fun sit down and and you know have a have a cup of tea in your favorite chair uh for you know it's it's a quick read uh, but it, it's a lot of fun i just i read it this weekend and had a big old uh shit eating grin on my on my face the entire time uh, slave labor is not out of the game no. There was there was a couple uh, stretches where I thought, okay, that's about it for for Dan Vado. It's Dan Vado, right? He's still the publisher of Slate Labor, isn't he? He's got if if not the publisher, he's definitely one of the mucky mucks. Yeah, but every once in a while they'll they'll release a book and like they're still they're still bringing it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, after those two awesome recommendations, I'm gonna bring it back to my usual stomping grounds, and I recommend this. But it's short-lived, so you could probably still pick up the first issue. I read She-Hulk's number one today. Ah. Stegman. Yeah. With an anchor. But yeah, no, this was, uh, this was good. <laughs> I'd recommend it. I want, it's, it's basically uh, the She-Hulks going after the members of the uh, intelligentsia that, uh, oh. that escaped. So there's a story, and it's good stuff, and... Uh, it's something that I'll probably talk about on Marvel Noise too, but I'll um I was gonna get it regardless and now it's only a mini series, so there you go. See the fallout from uh, Fall of the Hulks is still being felt. Even yes. in Fantastic Four with Doom being not <laughs> so your F's. not so yes. smart anymore. Doom is, is hurting. Yeah, it's a shame. Well they still make Fantastic Stop I'm it. I'm gonna uh I'm gonna stick with the House of Ideas here because uh in spite of the fact that I'm a, I'm a hater, um, <laughs> and uh, Witch hunt. people, Witch hunt. you you made me tell, smart. Tell people to please read. Uh, Burn them. And the trade should be coming out soon. If it's not already been solicited, it's probably solicited this month. Uh, that is Taskmaster, the fantastic yeah, series by that. Mr. Fred Van Lenty, which I have just adored every page of it. And uh, uh, I yeah, don't think you need nice. to be a Taskmaster fan to get a kick out of this because the writing is very smart and funny. Um, but uh, if you are like me, a longtime Taskmaster fan, this is just a real special treat of a of a little side pocket book. So it is. It's 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 very cool. Um, Van, Van Lenny is he's he's a talented mofo. He is. You say Taskmaster immediately. I envision that George Perez cover. Yep, with the green background. That's right. Yep, Sitting in yep. Comic Imme- boom. Immediately, boom. There it is. Yeah, it's on display, baby. Oh wow! Persistence of memory, awesome. Yeah, All right, now it- thank you for being here with us. We enjoyed having you. I hope you enjoyed the show. It was one of our better ones, I think. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> yes, you will be back next week. Uh, in the meantime, go out buy some presents for people. 
Go hug a, it's a holiday lady. episode next week, bitches. Yeah. It's next week? Nope. Next week's yeah. our holiday episode, yeah. Yeah, and join us next week for our holiday episode. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Go bears. 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 <laughs> Say bye. 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 The bears. Cradle. It's love and the cradle. It Actually, never um, ends. It never. It's, it just keeps going. Like,